is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here. That's what you've earned here tonight. Forget about the crowd. It's the size of the school. Their fancy uniforms. And remember what got you here. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch because we know when we add up all those inches, that, that, that's going to make the f***ing difference between winning and losing. It's down to the wire with, with, with Errol Marks and Speedy Petey. Oh, Petey! Oh, Petey! On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we... Are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Down to the Wire. We are live every single Monday and Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. New York Eastern Time. You can call us at 631-965-4990. And remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app, ladies and gentlemen. How do you do that? Well, it's very simple. All you do is you go to iOS which is the Apple Store, you put in WWSRN, or you can go to the Android Store, the Play Store, and put in Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You read our stories, listen to our shows live, you can uh, watch our shows live, you can follow us wherever we go throughout the country and throughout New York State, and we're very, very happy to be here. We have a great show lined up for you guys. We will have our special guest in studio, Mr. Who are we going to have in the studio, Mr. Speedy? Mr. Mark Kelly. (laughs) Yes, we will. Mark Kelly will be in studio. We'll argue our points with him. Him, and we have a special guest at 6.30. We will be talking to Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer. Uh, shout out to the wise guys. Weapons Hot, The Weekend Crunch, Off the Mat, and The BS Sports Show. We have a great network lined up throughout the week for you guys. Follow all our shows throughout our network. Speedy, what is so funny? The wise guys, they let you on on their Friday show. Yes, and I had a very, very good time. It was great. That was and a great show. It was a great show, great argument with Kobe Bryant, trying to compare and contrast Kobe Bryant to LeBron James, which to me, there is no comparison. But in their eyes, actually in one of their eyes, and that's Trey. Clarence, I think. Clarence, no. Clarence liked uh, LeBron James. He thinks LeBron James. No, Clarence likes LeBron James. That, Trey oh, okay. was the one yeah. that likes Kobe Bryant. So yeah. the arguments went back and forth. It was a great show. If you guys missed it, you can watch the replay. You can listen to the replay by going to our app and find out uh, Wise Guys on Friday. I forget what day it was, but um, it was a great show. Uh, August 7th. August 7th. But we have a great show lined up for you guys as well. But before we get our guests, I want to get in this college football situation. And... With COVID-19, the MAC division over the weekend canceled all their games. There was stories coming out that the Big Ten will be sitting down and talking uh, to all the all the powers to be to figure out if there is going to be a season for them uh, for the Big Ten. Uh, the question is right now: it, it really bothers me with the NFL and going back and forth with the NFL if there is going to be a draft and there might not be a draft now that you see the big picture here. And Mike and Mark, you can leave the door open. Um, when you think of the NFL and you, you argue your points about where the NFL is going to go with their draft, you don't know what executives or what GMs are going to do on drafting some of these players. If there's not a season for the MAC division, what, what, other, uh, what other divisions were canceled? It was the... I think it was Conference USA did already, and Big Ten is, was being discussed. 
and I think they had a vote through that is most likely going to say that they are not going to play. I think Nebraska and Iowa were the only ones that were strongly in favor from what I heard. And here's the problem, and this is where the NFL is going to have to figure this out. Should they have a draft this year, knowing that a lot of these teams are not going to have the opportunity to see these players develop in college football? And really argue the points on where they're going to draft in the second, third, and fourth, and fifth round. Usually you know who are going to be first-round draft picks because you know the year before that and how they're going to develop. But you're, kind of, uh, you're trying to figure out where you're going to be drafting and how you're going to be drafting in the first round on the way these players develop in their final year in right. college football. And some of those players have already dropped out, too. Greg Rousseau is a big pass-rushing prospect from Miami. He's already dropped out. Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech, one of the best corner prospects. And Jamar Chase, who we talked about all the time during our draft show from LSU, being Joe Burrow's number one target. He's going to be a big wide receiver name. He already dropped out. So this is, this is going to be the problem. Not the fact that there's not going to be NCAA football, which a lot of people are complaining, a lot of fans are crying about, which they should because I think NCAA football is better than the NFL football because you're, you see these players really thrive under their coaching, uh, the spread offense that they play under, and some of these defensive players, you really see what they can do on the football field before you get the opportunity to see them in the NFL. But now you're seeing teams like the New York Jets where they have two first-round draft picks, and now Seattle looks really, really good on this because – you don't know where Joe Douglas is going to draft if, he, if they're going to decide to possibly pass up on maybe one of those first-round draft picks because you don't even know who you're going to draft and how you're going to draft these players because the fact that there isn't going to be an NCAA football season with some of these divisions. But uh, I, I see Clarence on. Uh, also, uh, Makai Parsons. Oh, Penn State linebacker. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. And shout out to Clarence and the Wise Guys. Love the show, by the way, boys. Uh, I love love the fact that you're on our network and and love uh, what you guys do every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But I, I I look at the big picture right now in NCAA and in college football as a whole. Do you guys, as fans, like the fact that if there isn't an NCAA season, a college football season, some of these players, do you think these players should go into the NFL draft or wait a season and see how their skills develop? Knowing that there's not going to be in an off se- there, there's going to be an off season, and there will be hopefully a college football season next year. Yeah, it's very interesting because there's going to be a lot of players that need to prove themselves too. Guys that are maybe third round, second round type prospects that want to make that leap into the first round, and even if they play a wacky season or a shortened season or something like that, they might not have the same chance to rise their stock either. So it'll be very interesting. Obviously, we've seen... I don't know how interesting it's going to be. It's very scary because you have teams like the Jets now that are going to have possibly a top 10 pick and middle teens pick if Seattle doesn't play well this year, if there is a season, right. NFL mm-hmm. season. Yeah. You don't know where you're going to draft. and You don't know who you're going to draft now because you don't know who what players are going right. to... Uh, put themselves in the NFL draft, and you don't know what players are going to be going into the NFL uh, knowing that there's not going to be a college season. And so, I, And I also think, too, if they do maybe have a college season that's maybe in January or February or spring football type thing, how's the NFL going to do it? Are they going to move the combine? Are they going to move the draft? And also I think players, because of the wear and tear, if they do play in those seasons, they might not participate in the combine or vice versa type thing. So. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of that, a lot of unknowns. Mark, now, I, I know you're a big college football fan. What do you see the NFL doing knowing that there might not be a college football season? Well, I think when you mention specifically Joe Douglas, I think that that works in his favor. I think it's you really then fall to scouting. You fall to 
how uh, the, the guys you have you depend on that know each uh, college system, know the coaches, know uh, how the players develop in practice. That's really where it's going to come in. You're scouting your ability to uh, understand a player's strengths and weaknesses. But the other thing that I'm really curious about is what happens to the player's eligibility? Do, does this count as a season against them? Or does this, is this a season they give up if they do opt out, if some conferences do choose to play? Mm-hmm. And I don't see how you could have a realistic college football. We talked about this earlier, how you have any type of legitimate college football season if you don't have the Big Ten. I know they still have to vote on it. I know that there are rumors coming out today that said that, you know, uh, that they were going to opt out of the season. But they still, they still haven't voted on it, and there are some people who don't want to do that. But if you you cannot have a legitimate college football season without the Big Ten. As much as I think the SEC is the best conference, the Big Ten took uh, huge leaps last year uh, with the with the season they had with Penn State, with uh, Minnesota being good. Uh, obviously, Ohio State, uh, you know, is, is always you know is in the, the playoff. <laughs> so I I think that if if they don't play. It's not a legitimate season, no matter what. I mean, we have the ACC and, and the SEC. You might as well just put Clemson and Alabama in the championship game. Right. Again, it'll, 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 how about Georgia? It might as well be Clemson, well, I mean, like, two or, SEC teams in Oklahoma. Probably. Georgia's <laughs> supposed to be a good team this year, too. Georgia-Alabama play the first game of the season, so that should be uh, figured out right away. Yeah, but, again, my argument is is not really with the NCAA, because if they decide they don't want to have a football season, that's their prerogative. Where the NFL, this is going to hurt the NFL. These are going to hurt scouts. I know you say it might help Joe Douglas. Yeah. It might not help a lot of other teams. It, it might not help Joe Douglas. Just because you watch a lot of film doesn't mean that you're going to make the right decisions but, on how you're going to draft these players. But I, I think that it does fall to, you know, it's not like they have no idea how these guys are going to do it. Like a guy like Dylan Moses, who is from Alabama, he chose to come back and play his senior year when he easily could have went to the NFL draft last year. He was a, a guy who was one of the best linebackers and he got injured. Uh, he chose to come back to Alabama for his senior year. Now, a guy like that, you, you pretty much know what kind of an athlete he is. Most of these GMs, most of the guys who are going to be drafting, know what you're going to get with the, the top players, okay? Mm-hmm. It's the third, fourth round guys that really you're going to have to do your homework on. You're going to have to rely on past film. You're going to have to rely on coaches. You're going to have to rely on other guys that you knew that were in the program. So it, there's a lot that's going to go into it. I think... It's so ingrained now. These guys work 24 hours a day, essentially. If you're a head coach, you see these guys getting up at 4 in the morning and getting there and just being there all day. So these guys make it, made it their life. So they pretty much have a good idea of the draft and, and who's available and where the strengths are there. You know, sheets upon sheets upon sheets of information for all these guys. But sheets upon so, sheets of information doesn't give you the answers. Some of these guys that are could be second-round draft picks this year could be first-round draft picks. Um, next year, you know what I mean. So that's the problem right now. And 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 some of these players say, you know what, I, you know, I'm not going to go into the NFL draft because I can make a mm-hmm. lot of money being a first round draft pick mm-hmm. next year. Yep. So that's going to hurt the draft. It's going to hurt Joe Douglas. It's going to hurt that trade that they made for Jamal Adams because some of the players that they might have thought they would have might not decide to go into the uh, NFL draft this year, might wait a year because they can make more money being in the top 10 or the top 15. So that's going to be a huge problem. Or you might have guys that decide, no, I don't want to do college anymore because it's too uh, uh, much of an unknown factor. Let me go and get my money now. So, and I I see uh, Joe Lisinic, he's he's right now writing on on Facebook that he says – 
Batman already made sure Pittsburgh gets the number one pick. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see about that. I don't know if uh, Gary Bettman made Pittsburgh Penguins get the number one pick. It's going to be very interesting in the next couple hours where uh, who gets the number one pick out of all these teams who are eliminating the qualifying round. But um, that's not even the argument here with the NCAA. They, to me, and we'll get into the NFL, uh, the NHL. We'll definitely get into NHL conversation in the qualifying rounds. We'll talk about the Rangers, the Islanders, Montreal knocking off the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, the Predators getting knocked, the Predators getting knocked off. Yeah. So we will get into that a little bit later. We do have special guest uh, from Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer coming on with us at six thirty. But after that, there'll be a lot of NHL conversation. So definitely stay tuned for that. Stick around or come back in. Uh, we will talk NHL hockey. You can call the show at six three one. 965-4990 after Dean comes on. But uh, getting back into the NCAA, I do believe there's not going to be a Big Ten season. I do. And I don't know if, there, if, if the Big Ten completely drops out of this. I could see the SEC and the mm-hmm. ACC knocking themselves yeah, well, out. So uh, there uh, won't uh, be a season. Right. Why would you play? If, you, if the Big Ten doesn't play, then the other conferences really shouldn't play. Because then why, what are you playing for? You're basically playing a scrimmages against your own conference. Yeah, How about was, you, Speedy? I was going to say, it was, it's the same ripple effect you saw in basketball when the ACC initially dropped out, and a lot of that was leverage based on Duke, especially. And if they weren't going to be in the tournament, that's probably six teams you're knocking out in the best conference in college basketball. So it's the same kind of thing here. Yes, yeah. Mark, the SEC's the best, but Big Ten is second and not it, far behind. Exactly, and I think the interesting thing is that Notre Dame, everybody wondered where Notre Dame was going to be. The ACC agreed to, to take them on as part of their conference for this season. Mm-hmm. So, but they play a lot of Big Ten teams. So, you know, what, what do you, what's going to happen to them? I think the decision they made to go with the ACC was very interesting because it's a, it's a week of schedule right. uh, overall. So, Did they have a game with Alabama this year, too? No. Or, no. Right, it's a couple years from now, then. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like 10 years from now. <laughs> but that's what bothers me as a Jet fan because of the Jamal Adams trade. Because I, as good as Joe Douglas at scouting and some of the people that he brought in from the Baltimore Ravens and, and the Philadelphia Eagles, that doesn't mean that he's going to nail every single pick, especially knowing that there probably isn't going to be a college football season. And how about this? Do you feel as a college football player, if you ha- are eligible to go into the NFL draft, to go into the NFL draft knowing that you can make more money showing some of these scouts and some of these GMs your ability to do the things that you can do on a football field next year, if there is a season next year, if there isn't a COVID-19 a COVID vaccine, there probably won't be. So it, this is a really – this bothers me as a football fan because it doesn't hurt me for college football because we already know that college football is really being pushed off and there was probably not going to be a college football season. It hurts me as an NFL fan because teams like the Jets – the Browns, teams that are expecting or want to get that, that next player that's going to help their team get out of the hole that they've been in for, for almost 40 years. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's the Browns. I, mean, the Browns, Browns I laughed. I, snor- I snarkled you because, cry. I, I, because I think it's hilarious yeah. because all these teams that have, look, have looked – how about this? Trevor uh, – when you talk about Trevor um, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, knowing that he's going to be – uh, the number one pick uh, potentially this year in this coming draft. Does he put himself into the NFL draft or does he wait another year and, and show teams that he is even worth more money 
to to pay him coming out of the draft. Well, you're going to get the same amount of money. I mean, if you're a top ten pick, I mean, it's already uh, decided how much. Don't money don't you're uh, make. the number one pick get uh, get uh, substantially con- more or, money than I don't other know players. About the new rules, a, a, a top well, a top five pick does. It's based on where you get picked, so it's not really going to change from this year to next year. But can't the first can't the number one pick get more money? Yeah, they I, do. But initially. I think he's going to be a number one pick whenever he comes back. Uh, that, not necessarily. Well, not necessarily. If Justin Fields wins a Heisman this year, if they do have a season or whatever the next season is, he might be the number one pick. It's you can argue your points on how good Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence is, but again, there are other players right now coming from the Big Ten, the SEC players that we haven't talked about. You saw Joe Burrows come out of mm-hmm. nowhere, right. nowhere as a walk on for LSU and became the Heisman Trophy winner and the number one pick. And nobody would have thought Joe Burrows from last year being a backup quarterback was going to be the number one pick for the Bengals. Yeah. So you just can't you can't predict what's going to happen throughout the season, especially well, college football season. Well, he wasn't so, a walk-on, but but yeah. I mean, no, I, he's not a walk-on. Right. He was a backup quarterback right. and for Ohio guy, State. I, I, and he was a guy that yeah. didn't even throw 20 touchdowns the year before, but so I, nobody I, was expecting that. I Look, I, I, I'm not a Trevor Lawrence fan, so I, I don't think he should be a number one pick, but I think these teams are so desperate for quarterbacks that they targeted this guy right away as soon as he won the national championship his first year. So... Regardless of he's a special player, man. But he was a yeah, he was he's a highly a special prospect player. even before that. Yeah, yeah. But if if he plays or not, I think he's still going to be, if not the first pick, definitely a top three pick. No question. But yeah. you want to be that number one pick because as a number one pick, a team can offer you a significant amount of more money. But I, I don't think that's necessarily going to change. Look what unless- Joe Burrow's got. Joe Burrow's got 30-something million dollars. Yeah, but he came out of nowhere. I mean, no one thought he was going to be a top-ten pick. Exactly. So how do we know no other player comes out this season and completely tortures the SEC or tortures the the Big Ten and becomes the number one predominantly draft pick? But I think that if Tua was healthy, he probably would have been chosen over him because No way. No way. Not not because of Burrow being an Ohio kid. Mm. If there was any other team, probably, but... Not with the Bengals. No, not at all. I don't think the Bengals had any interest in Tua. And even if Tua was going into this next year's draft with Trevor's, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I, he wouldn't be the number one pick. Trevor Lawrence is by far a better all-around number one potential, potential draft pick than Tua was. I think well, what, Tua, still got, still, Tua still got picked in the top five. Yeah, and, he did. And, and this was a guy who had a major injury. And he's going to be a bust. And I, 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 wouldn't have, I wouldn't have taken him there if I was the Dolphins. I think Miami was the only team that would have taken him. I, I, I wouldn't no, have I taken him. I think there's too much of a I think a the Chargers pressure. liked him, too. But if I he was, if he okay. was healthy, I mean, there was tank for Tua at the beginning of the year. Most mm-hmm. teams assumed, and this guy, the way he played, I mean, if you look at his stats, this guy was by far statistically the best quarterback in college football. Uh huh. All right. So if he didn't get hurt, that's the only thing that I would worry about is he has propensity for injury. I mean, he's got hurt every year. So that to me would be the biggest worry I have. Not his overall talent. I didn't like his arm strength. I didn't. I didn't like his arm strength. He was. He definitely didn't have the strongest arm going into this draft. Even if he wasn't hurt, he didn't have the strongest I, arm. I, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think consistently he's had three very, very, very good years, including. So you think he has a better? You think he has a better arm than Justin Herbert? I think he's a better overall quarterback in all aspects. That's not what I'm asking, dude. Who do you think has a better arm? I think his arm is up there with anybody. Uh, No way. I think he can make any throw he needs to make. I think he he has. So you you think he could throw an over-the-shoulder 60-yard pass? Absolutely. I don't think so. I think he's done that. I think think the wide receivers he had, I mean, Judy and— Yeah, he had superstar wide receivers. He's not going to have that in Miami. He got him the ball. (laughs) He got him the ball, though. Who's he got? Parker? 
No, but he got them the ball. I could get him the ball, too. That's not true. Uh, I can get him the ball, too. Alabama quarterbacks never threw like that. Alabama was always a running team. I mean, why why, why did they choose? They still were to an extent until just last year. They they had Jalen Hurts. You you never knew Jalen Hurts could throw the football until he left Alabama. For some reason, they didn't trust him to run the offense that they trusted Tua to run. To me, that that makes me wonder why. Because I think think Jalen Hurts is very talented. There's also a big difference between SEC and Big 12 defenses. I I even think Jalen Hurts is going to have a better career in the NFL than Tua. I love Jalen Hurts. Better than Tua. I I think he's going to be very good. I think he's going to be a better player than Tua. I really, really? do. I, yeah, I've said. This. I think. I think the only I've question. I told you this. I don't think two. I think two is a bust. I think the only question with two is if you can stay healthy. And, and I, I'm not a big fan of Joe Burrow's either. I know a lot of people like yeah, Joe yeah, Burrow. I remember you were down on him. Yeah. I'm not a big fan well, of we'll him. We'll see. Too. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he, I, he's only fan, had a one year. I'm so. a fan of Justin Herbert. I am definitely a fan I, of him. I, I don't know why. I, what, I, what do you pack, not like about Pac-12 quarterbacks? I don't like. Uh, Joe is saying right here, uh, Burroughs might have come out of nowhere when the season started, but produced every week. He did. didn't sneak up on anyone. You're absolutely right, Joe. He was a great player he, throughout his college career, his, his last year of yeah, his college and, career. And he beat good teams. And he, and he won the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. And he was the Heisman Trophy winner. And he was the, the predominant number one draft pick. But mm-hmm. do I think he's the number one pick in th- this year's draft if he came out of this year? No. He's not. No, I don't think so either. I think both Field and Lawrence, talent-wise, are better than him. What do you yeah. like? What do you like so much about Justin Herbert? What do I like about him? Mm-hmm. First of all, he's very mobile. He showed that in Oregon, and he can make every throw. Did you watch him at the combine? He made every single throw. He surprised a lot of people with his arm strength at the combine. He was throwing 60, 70 yard passes. Yeah, Jeff George can make every yeah, throw. Yeah, yeah. Jeff George. <laughs> he's not Jeff George. And, and uh, Jeff George. Jeff George was the number one pick. Jo- Jeff George was not good out of the pocket. He was a pocket present quarterback that liked to run, and he made a lot of mistakes on the run. He dropped the ball a lot. Yeah. Justin he, Herbert does not drop the ball. He a lot. was Matter drafted fact, for his arm strength. Yeah, Justin, he never dropped the ball. I think he dropped the ball one time. He fumbled the ball one time in his college career. Justin Herbert. This is a guy that holds on to the ball and makes plays. I like him. He's big, he's strong, and nobody liked Joe Flacco when he came out of the draft. Remember when Joe Flacco came out of the draft and the Baltimore Ravens drafted him? Everybody's, oh, he's going to be a boss. Blah, blah. Yeah, he was a pocket uh, guy, too. Yeah, and and he, he was good. And he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and he was a big good. part of the reason why they won a Super Bowl. Right, yeah. So you could say whatever you want when you talk about guys. That, and I'm not, I'm not taking shots at Joe Burrows. I think Joe Burrows could be a good quarterback in the league. What I have seen in his college career, the little bit – little bitty pieces that I saw him playing uh, for LSU. I don't know if coming to the NFL and playing for a team like the Bengals is going to give him the opportunity to produce the the numbers and, and do the things that he's capable of doing in college mm-hmm. to the NFL. I, I don't know if yeah. he's capable of doing that. I think the jury's definitely out on him. Yeah. He's not a guaranteed He's a leader. Guy. He's a born leader. You saw it. That was one of the best yeah, Heisman Trophy speeches I've ever heard in my mm-hmm. entire life. And LSU, did they beat? I mean, they had a lot of questions going into the season. A, a lot of people doubted what they could do, and they went and they beat Alabama at Alabama. There was no doubt about that game. They were the better team. They were the better team in just about every game they played. Yeah. So they they earned the national championship. He played one of the greatest seasons of any quarterback in the history of college football. Right. So he deserved everything he got. How that's going to translate to playing in Cincinnati when you got to go up against Pittsburgh, you got to go up against you know not Cleveland, but Cleveland usually that division plays each other very well. Right. Baltimore and teams like that. That's a little different story. Uh, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking to Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer here on Down to the Wire. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
You're, 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 you're listening, listening to Down, down to, to the wire. wire on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Six three one nine six five four nine nine zero. As you guys know, this is down to the live, down to the live, down to the wire. We are live every single Monday and Tuesday from six p.m. to eight p.m. New York Eastern Time. You can contact us by going to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS and Android. It's WWSRN or Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Wow. We have Mark in the studio right now. We have Speedy Beatty making no mistakes today, which is a good sign. We got the Killers playing, and we have a Long Island native. Yes, a Long Island native that's going to be joining us right now. We are now talking to Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer. What's going on, Dean? Hey, how you guys doing? Excited to join the show. Absolutely. We're very happy that you're joining the show, my friends. Oh, I'm excited to be here, yeah. Absolutely. Seems like fun. Oh, we're going to have some fun with you, man. I Trust me. Uh, it, uh, we're a little crazy. Speedy uh, looks a little funny. Uh, I mean, you can laugh at him if you want. We, uh, Like I said, we, we do a lot of crazy things to him. We play pin the tail on the donkey with him. Uh, uh, we call it pin the tail on the Speedy. So uh, <laughs> Every interview I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a pinata, apparently. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we get big guys to uh, you know determine what we're going to do to Speedy every single day. So we might do that with you, but... Uh, how are you doing with this pandemic? Uh, I know you lost, you definitely lost some kind of electricity here in Long Island. Oh, yeah. The, the, the storm hit us pretty bad. I just got my power back on a Friday, I believe. So we were out for a pretty good amount of time. But I mean, you know, I've been stuck here since around the when school shut down since like April, March time. So yeah, I've been doing well. Just being with my family, you know, just getting ready to go to school. You know, that's really it. Nothing yeah. too much going on. Here. I know it. I know it sucks that you're probably not going to have a football season. I know that really bothers you. Yeah. I, it, it, the, the, the season got canceled already, yeah. but I mean, you know, at Yale, we set precedents, precedents. And, you know, that when we canceled, you know, the basketball season, when they canceled the spring sports, you know, the rest of the country followed. And, you know, that all goes to the great administration in the Ivy league. Cause you know, that we know that like our, are the student athletes' interests are at the forefront of their decisions. So, I mean, yeah, although it's not, you know, ideal, it's, it's in our best interests. We are talking to Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer. So you were talking about that, the Ivy League being the first one to shut down. Yale, uh, the Ivy League conference tournament, which Yale basketball did end up winning, was the first to shut down for basketball when this whole pandemic started. So do you think that it's a, it's a specific thing with the Ivy League and, and with Yale in general just lo- – uh, prioritizing the academics more or do you think this was more of a mid-major effect they know something's going to be coming with the academic hit or not the academic hit the uh economic hit and some of the other factors involved with scheduling yeah i mean like i said before you know we're always at the forefront of these decisions and you know they got some really intelligent people out there that you know make great decisions for us as a student athletes so i guess it's not ideal and it stinks that you know all our scenes are getting canceled but it's like I said, it's just, it's, it's, it's always in our best interest. And, you know, the leadership in the Ivy league and the leadership at, at Yale, especially is top notch. So, you know, I have full faith in their decisions and I support them fully. 
Being a, a guy that's from St. James, grew up in the area, I know that uh, football, especially high school football, isn't as big, especially you go down south, some of the other areas in, in the country, it's just absolutely huge, bigger than, than college football, pro football. Um, coming from Smithtown and standing out like you have going to a big-time school like Yale, uh, obviously no more for academics, but uh, how was that for you um, as far as the attention you got uh, being from, from Smithtown? Like, what does that mean to you, being able to go to a big-time school like that for, for college for college football? Well, I mean, it's it's super meaningful. Um, it was definitely not easy, but I also could never have done it myself, like, as any great accomplishment. Um, you know, it took a lot – it's definitely a lot of hard work, but a lot was put into, like, you know, my friends, teammates, especially my family. Um, it's big for the town, too. You know, it started hopefully getting recruiting higher in this area because, you know, Jeremy Rucker, for example, you know, he's at Ohio State right now. You know, we got a bunch of – guys in Long Island that can play good football and it's kind of underrated here. So it, it definitely, you know, I'm really happy that I ended up where I am, but um, I couldn't really have done it with, without all my huge support system that I have. So I'm really grateful. We are, we are talking to Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer. Now, Dean, what was it like uh, Yale, the Yale coach and, and some of the, uh, the coaches coming to your uh, your house and and asking you questions about uh, and telling you a little bit about Yale, telling you about how great the school is and how great the football program was. What was it that really drew you to Yale out of all the different schools that were trying to recruit you? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's Yale, so it's <laughs> definitely hard to say no. But um, the Ivy League is a great league, and you know, I my my parents have instilled you know like that I I value academics a lot. And that's all to my parents. And, you know, Yale's arguably one of the best schools in the entire world. And it's a super competitive program. It's the only SDS program with over 900 wins. It is the um, top three, as top three most wins in college football right under uh, Michigan and Ohio State. So, and they just won two of the past three Ivy League championships. So it's a super competitive team. They're always in it every year. They're nationally ranked. And, you know, their, their coaching staff is really what sold me, though. You know, the guys – it's very family-oriented. The leadership there from Coach Reno top-down is just phenomenal. You can't ask for anything better. It's it's like a second dad, honestly. It's perfect. I, I'm, I'm so happy with the decision that I made. You know, I really can't wait to get up there. You play a position in the middle linebacker position that is very well-rounded. You need to do a lot of different things, especially in today's game where you see a lot more smaller, faster guys dominating in the NFL and in college football at the middle linebacker position. So what is your best aspect of the middle linebacker position and your favorite part of playing middle linebacker? Um, my best aspect is probably my vision. Um, I study really hard, you know, film study, playbook study, and, you know, I really like to you know, model my game after Luke Keekley. You know, he's not some crazy physical specimen, but he just knows. He knows where the ball's going every play. He sees everything, every snap. And, you know, a linebacker is the greatest position in football. It's like the quarterback of the defense. You know, you got to be – I mean, you got to love to hit people. That's a given. You know, there's a lot of technique involved in between hand placement, you know, leverage technique, you know, zone drops, where you got to be on certain situation awareness stuff. So, I mean – it's it's the greatest position ever. I, I've fallen in love with it ever since I was little. We are talking to Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer. Now, Dean, knowing that you play inside linebacker, and you, you've seen a lot of good inside linebackers, you name Luke Keekley being one of them. There's a lot of great, great linebackers we've seen come out of college, go into the NFL. Where do you see yourself as a player? Do you see yourself staying in school for four years and then maybe trying – 
uh, trying out, maybe seeing if you're going to be a draftee in the NFL draft or, or maybe uh, be an undrafted player and, and kind of swindle yourself right in there and become a, a pretty big prospect in the NFL. Where do you see yourself? Do you, do you see yourself as an NFL caliber player or do you see yourself as a, a college player wanting to get through school and, and going for your career? I mean, you know, it's every kid's dream to play in the NFL, you know, especially once you get to that division one level, it's really not far fetched, but you know, as I know, and all everybody knows in college football, it's, it's not a given to go to the NFL. It's tough. It's really tough. And it takes a lot of work, but I definitely want to make sure I graduate. You know, that's a given. I want that. I, a degree from Yale means a lot. And, um, you know, I'm going to do, give everything I got because all you can control is your effort. And, you know, if you give it, you give it everything you got, there's nothing that really can stop you. It's cliche, but it's the truth. And, you know, the Yale coaching staff up there, my teammates up there, you know, they're going to strive me to be the best version of myself. And that's, you know, all I can really ask for. So, yeah. So, Dean, have you learned uh, the lyrics yet to Bulldog, the Yale fight song? I, I just wondering <laughs> if that's part of the recruitment process. I was wondering if maybe you could sing a few lines for us. Oh, God, please don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know the. Speedy, you want to cue song. it up for us, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think I, he knows it. Oh, come I on! I don't know the fight song. Actually, oh, I know it's like it's good. Played after every yet. touchdown. I don't know it yet, but it's like it's like. They, they, it's like Bulldogs, Bulldogs, Bow Wow Wow. Yes. Eli Yale. Eli yeah, Yale, Bulldog, Bulldog, Bow Wow Wow. Our team can never fail. Well, you know it. Yes. Why doesn't he know it? That's what I'm saying. I, I don't Come know. Come on. This is, this, is, this is 101, recruitment 101. <laughs> <laughs> You're letting us down here. You're from Smithtown. It's got to be better. Come on. Well, guess <laughs> what, Dean? Don't worry. Guess what, Dean? We're we're based out of here. One of our studios is based out in Wisconsin, which is right next to Smithtown. So uh, I know all about this area, my friend. Oh yeah, it's a great place to go back to you now. Oh, absolutely yeah. beautiful place mm-hmm. and very, uh, very good. A uh, lot of, a lot of different ex athletes that live over here now. So um, we know John Habian lives on my block. Uh, we have a couple NFL players that live over here and NHL players that are from over here. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's growing. New York, Long Island is growing for athletes. So why don't we get into that? When when you look at yourself as a player. Uh, and some of the athletes that have come out of New York, do you see yourself as an athlete to draw, draw some of these young kids from Long Island to uh, play football and go to college and try to get into the NFL? Or are, are you a guy that just wants everybody to push, push through through their high school career, try to get as gr- uh, uh, highest grades that they can get so they can get into a school like Yale? Because it's not easy, like you said. Princeton, Yale, Harvard, these are three of the top academic schools in the country and you're in one of them and you got a full ride so mm-hmm. what is it what is it like what is it like uh being a guy that is really going to stand out for some of these young kids uh moving forward not only playing football but for their college education yeah i mean i i really hope that i made an impact on this community these young kids i just want to show them that they can do it you know it's because i'm the i'm the first you know smithtown player to ever sign the Ivy League. I just want to show, you know, that if you really it's so cliche, but if you really put your mind to it, there's nothing that can stop you. Just get get what you gotta get done in the school and, you know, work your like work your ass off on the field. Because that's that's really all it comes down to is just what you can control. And you can't you can't control how people are gonna play, how coaches are gonna view you. All you gotta control is your attitude and your effort towards everything you do. And it is very cliche and may not be the answer people want to hear, but it really is the truth. And I hope that I made that impact on my community and inspired some of the young kids in this, 
in this town that, you know, it really can be done. You just got to really put your mind to it. And, you know, yeah, I just, I hope I had that, that impact on the, on the town. Well, hold on one second, Dean. Uh, I, I, I'm seeing right over your shoulder right now. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Penn State Ooh. slash BYU wow. Cougar. I, I don't know what it is over there. What, what kind of fan are you over there? I don't know if you're a Yale fan. What is that over there? <laughs> All right, so we are a Penn State fan. We love Penn State. My family, my, that's where my parents met. And um, that's actually where I kind of fell in love with the whole linebacker, you know, mm. position because, you know, I, I grew up going to those games when I was little. Um, and the linebacker, you, like Sean Lee, LeVar Arrington, all those guys, yeah. it's the classic linebacker. And, you know, watching those guys growing up is really, really what got me to fall in love with the position. But, yes. The, the little Penn State logo over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are Penn State. We are Penn State. Fans. Don't let uh, Yale see that, buddy. Don't let <laughs> Yale see that. <laughs> it's funny because even even back before him, you had Matt uh, Matt Millen, you had Lance Mel, you had Shane Conlin, mm-hmm. you had um, uh, Greg Buttle, a lot of Penn State guys that were known for linebacker. You under you know the former coach who we won't mention. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, it, it's it has a long, long history even before uh, those, you know, Arrington and those guys of, of being a, a place where linebackers grew up and learned how to play the game. Back when middle linebacker was essential uh, to to making tackles and, and being a, a, a real creative part of the defense. Well, the linebacker, I believe, and, and you know this, and I, I would say this, Dean, the linebacker position to me is the most important position for the defense because that is the leader. The, the linebackers are the leader on the field, especially in the front seven. Those are the guys that are calling the plays. Those are the guys that are maneuvering and, and ki- kind of calling the audibles at the line of scrimmage and trying to help the defensive linemen move in the right position so they can get to the quarterback. So that, to me, is probably the most important position besides cornerback on the field defensively. Oh, yeah, it is easily the most important position. You know, it takes – it's a very cognitive position that people don't realize. You can't just have big muscles and push people around. It's, it takes a lot – there's a lot of study that goes into the position each week. And, you know, between, you have to have very great situational awareness. And obviously on top of that, you got to be tough and you got to be strong. you got to be willing to get your hands dirty to get the job done. But – Yes, well, Dean, these guys, these guys don't know how to get their hands dirty. So, you know, only this guy right here knows how to get their hands dirty, okay? Because I get my hands dirty every single day hanging out with these two idiots. But not, I love these guys. I just, I'm messing around. Go ahead, Speedy. So you were mentioning a lot of the, uh, the Penn State linebackers you grew up watching in terms of and making you a fan of that. What about it from the NFL standpoint? Are there any linebackers you grew up watching that you said, I, wanted, I like how this guy plays, I want to model your game around? Yeah, I, like I said before, Luke Seekley's my guy. I, I really love his – I'm sure you've seen the videos of him getting mic'd up at a game, and it's, he, he call, he's calling out like 40% of the plays before they even happen, which is like ridiculously – like it's unheard of. And, you know, I really like that because all that comes down to is how much work you're willing to put in, you know, for that game week. And he, it, his game is just – he's always the right place at the right time. He's, he's always on – when you're watching when, – when, before you're retired, obviously – when you watched him play, he was always on the screen. He was always in the play. He was always making some type of impact on the play. And, you know, that's what I want to be. You know, I want to always be, you know, right by the ball carrier. I want to get there. I want to get my hands dirty. You want to be a Hall of Famer. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying, Dean? <laughs> that's, what you're, that's what you're saying. 
He looks like he's got well, a little Zach Thomas in him, doesn't he? He looks like a little Zach he Thomas. He does. He looks like Zach Thomas. You know who he Zach does. Thomas is? Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, Okay, I don't know. Maybe before his time. Come on, before Zach- his time, everybody knows who Zach Thomas is. He, play, he plays a defensive position. Everybody knows who Zach Thomas is. I hope so. Miami Dolphins, baby. Mm-hmm. Are you a Jet fan or a Giant fan? Be honest. Uh-oh. You guys are going to bust me up on this Steeler one. fan? I'm no. Actually, I'm, I am an Eagles fan. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Uh, you, you, Errol's second favorite team. That's my second favorite team. Oh, boy. So we Eagles. have something yeah. in common. How how did you become an Eagles fan? Well, I'm a Donovan. Who, me? No, well, I, I know how you became one. Uh, how, did, how did you become one, uh, Sean? Dean. Dean. Sean. Sean. Good. Sean. Good. Yeah, I know. You've completely lost his name. I mean, we're talking to Dean Schaefer. Well, I know the I know the lyrics to the Bulldog. Okay. Well, we are talking to <laughs> Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer. Now, now, Dean, how did you become an Eagles fan? Um, um, basically, my my mom grew up in Northeast Philly. My dad grew up right outside of Philly, so I'm kind of brainwashed. They were they were they were they're pretty bad for everything. So. I am. I've, I was born on Long Island. I've never moved from this house. So yeah, it's, I definitely have gotten a lot of backlash being an Eagles fan in you know Giants territory. But hmm. yeah, it just comes that my parents were uh, Eagles fans. Hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. Giants territory here in Wisconsin <laughs> in Smithtown. It's Jets territory, buddy. We are in Jets territory. I don't want to hear Why, any just Giants. You can, live here. You, you can tell That's from right. all the, the, ang- the, the angry middle-aged males uh, that this is Jets territory. <laughs> this is Jets territory, buddy. So are you a Phillies fan too then? Yeah, I, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but yeah, I'm kind of a Phillies fan. Flyers, you know, so all Philly? Yes, the whole, the whole nine yards, yep. Oh, man. It's disappointing. Dean, I, I, I still love you, man. I still love you. You're from Smithtown, this area, yeah. so I still love you. As you guys know, we are talking to Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer. One of the big things that's been a controversy in college football and in college sports in general has been this new instant eligibility transfer portal where players do not have to sit out a year anymore. It's definitely went into place for football we've seen, or for basketball. We've seen it already, and it's being thought about in terms of for other sports as well. So are you in favor of that kind of system as a player, and do you think it should be that way across the NCAA, or do you think the players should have to wait a year? I mean, it's definitely a tough topic because, I mean, none of us are compliance officers. So there's a lot of, you know, factors that go into transferring and, you know, for each person's individual case, and especially during COVID, it's tough. So, I mean, I don't really have an opinion on it, but, you know, I'd really trust, uh, trust the administration, especially at my school personally, if I was to ever having to transfer, I would trust the leadership at, you know, Yale and the Ivy League administration. But, yeah, I don't really have an opinion. It's, it's a tough topic just because, there's so many facts that go into each case, and especially, and especially during this pandemic, it's it's real complicated. Well, Dean, I, I you know, before this show started, uh, you're a big food guy, and uh, I am too. I, I love a nice steak and some a nice good onion rings. Uh, I, I know, I, I'm sure your mother is a good cook. Now, what is your favorite meal to eat that your mom makes you every single week? Uh, I mean, I have a lot of chicken here. We have a lot of chicken in the in the Schaefer house. But favorite food, especially being from Long Island, we got some good pizza. Not gonna oh, lie, no. I really do you like do. Me some good pizza. So I, I gotta say, Long Island pizza is probably my favorite. Um, I love me some good chicken. It's kind of basic, but I eat chicken all the time, almost every night. We have chicken here, so no wonder why you're in the shape you are. You're eating just chicken, man. Just chicken, <laughs> chicken. Uh, you like rice? You like Spanish rice? 
Oh, of course I do. Are you kidding oh, me? Come yeah, on, man. Rice, we're we're, we're, we're big guys. We got to eat some rice. I mean, I love my rice. Spanish rice. I don't like white rice. I don't like me brown neither. rice. Yeah. I like Spanish rice. It, it's got a taste to it. I like all rice, man. White rice, brown rice, Spanish rice. Well, it all. Uh, well, what what is your nationality? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> what is it? I, I I'm, let me guess. You're Irish. And yeah. Irish and German. Um, not much German, but Italian. I'm Irish and Italian. All right, so the I should have said Italian. Yeah, I was so close, so. man. I was so close. <laughs> I'm not you Irish. Have the right continent. I'm not. I I am not. I am not Irish, but I have Italian. Russian, German, and Spanish blood in me. So I'm a little bit of a mutt, you know? And that's why I sit next to this guy right over here. Because this guy, uh, you I, know, he I, is a mutt. I got, I got a, he is a mutt. I got a mixture that's of Syrian, Norwegian, German, Italian. So I mean, that's a mutt, man. <laughs> Syrian? That's yeah. what you are? Uh, partially, yes. My, from Jeez, my grandmother. Yeah. Oh, my God. Syrian. So anyways. Anyways, as you guys know, we are talking to Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer. So, Dean. We do this to all our different uh, recruits that we have on our show. I ask you some silly questions, okay? And I want straight up f- answers. If they're funny, that's fine. Uh, we're, we're, we're cool. We're going to have some fun with this. Are you ready? No, I'm ready. All right. Boxers or briefs and why? I have to go with briefs. I mean, working out in briefs is much nicer than working out in boxes. Well, you need some air over there, right? (laughs) 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 Well, do you tell, you know, for, you know, for the holidays, uh, my mom always asks me, what what do you want for the holidays? And I, you know, I'm I'm in my 30s, so I'm like, mom, you don't have to buy me anything. So she always tells me, what kind of underwear do you want? I said, buy me whatever you want. Every single year, she knows that I like boxer briefs. She buys me boxers. (laughs) And it pisses me off. And I don't know what to say. I can't tell my mother, you know what? I, I don't want these boxers. Yeah. Bring them back and get me briefs. So I got to accept them and I got to wear these things. And you know what? It, it's not fun when you're, you're playing sports. Let me tell you. Are you shooting a basketball? Right. Are you working out? And I'm a workout guy. It's not good. It, it really isn't. No. <laughs> I agree with you. Not good at all. Ah, Speedy, do, what do you like? Boxers or briefs? I never asked you that. Like tidy whities that's what he likes. No. Tidy whities You hear that, not. Dean? Definitely not. He wears don't tidy whities Don't listen to him, Dean. He likes to cram- he likes it cramming up his butt. That's what he likes. Oh, <laughs> you made that sound way weirder than it had to be. We're asking him the wacky questions, not me. I have to deal with him. I have to deal with it off air. <laughs> Dean, you don't know what I put this kid through every single day. I put him through a lot. So if it's if it's off air, it's on air. I like taking shots. And you're going to be a fan of ours because we like to uh, we like to entertain people. This is not just a sports show. We like talking about our lives and, and Long Island as a whole and New York and where we go because we do a lot of uh, events around here in Long Island. And, and we like to have fun with people. And, and not only Long Island, we've gone to Connecticut. We've gone to Virginia. We've been all over the place. So. Uh, we love to do events, and, and, and we love meeting new people. So that's something that we love to do. So second question to ask you, your favorite snack to eat before games? Ooh, favorite snack before games. I actually don't love to eat before games because mm. I always get the butterflies before every game, and I'm playing since I was five. I get, like, a little jittery before every game, so it kind of bothers my stomach to eat. But if I was to have something... It's probably a protein bar. Cliff bar, definitely. Oh, come on. Too easy, man. I mean, what do you like? The replacements? Right the guy, the big guy, the big lineman that ate all those <laughs> all those eggs and threw up on a field? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, you know what's funny? I, I was a big-time hockey player, and I, I played junior hockey for Team USA, and I, I was going to be a big prospect. And I always had jitters before games. No matter how well I played, I always had jitters. Always. Before the game. Even though I, I knew that I was one of the best players on, on the ice, I knew there was something about that game. Oh, man, what happens if I, I, I don't... I don't play well. What happens if my team can't get through the round or throughout this game or we're going to a Canadian tournament? I always had these jitters. And before games, I always threw up. I always threw up. And I, and I used to throw up. And believe it or not, I can't even buy myself to throw up anymore. I'm 30. I'm in my 30s. I can't even throw up anymore. So, uh, unfortunately, I got all, well, fortunately, I got all my throw-ups out playing sports when I was a kid. So, there you go. Anyways, uh, CJ Desimone, Jets, Jets, Jets. We all know CJ. Um, by the way, weapons hot. CJ, uh, CJ Desimone, his great, great show uh, based out of Florida. Uh, it's a big part of our network on the weekend, so shout out to him. Uh, third question, brunettes and blondes. Which one? Uh, definitely brunettes. Why is I that? Ah, oh, that's why. You're trying to oh. – yeah. I was about to ask you because there's a lot of girls, by the way. And I, 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 but who's your girlfriend, by the way? Um, her name is Michelle. She actually plays soccer at Scranton. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Of course she she's is. She's your woman. She's phenomenal because she's oh, yours. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you this, Dean. Uh, before we interviewed last week when we were posting us, I had a lot of women hit me up on social media asking me who you were. Okay, so. Uh, just so you know, just so you know, if you ever became a free agent, there's a lot of women out here that are wondering who you are. So there you go. Anyways, as you guys know, we are talking to Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer. And by the way, he's a Long Island representative. So that's a great news. And who's trying to call us during an interview? <laughs> What kind of idiot is calling us during an interview? Anyways, maybe maybe the, maybe the girls are on the line. Yeah. No, it could be. It could, it could be starting already. It could be the beef. It could be the beef. Uh, okay, you, don't worry. You, you don't you don't need to have any of that. Okay, here's a new question for you, uh, Dean. If you were to have uh, a weapon of mass destruction to beat the hell out of this guy on a pinata, what would it be? A hockey stick, a baseball bat, or what? Just I don't know, a paddle. What, what would you hit him with? I would consider it a ma- weapon of mass destruction. Oh, I, I couldn't hit PD. Are you me? Uh, Look at this guy, man. I mean, come on. You can take shots at him. No, you're, it's you're officially my favorite guest. <laughs> hey, PD, I'll give you, PD, I'll give you a nice big hug and a pound the back, all right? <laughs> Finally, someone sticks up for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this, Dean. We've had a lot of recruits, and we ask him these silly questions, and a lot of recruits, uh, you know, they go with it. Uh, I'll take a paddle. I'll take a fly swatter. I'll uh, take whatever, you know. And by the way, I always keep a big fly swatter on the side of my uh, table. I don't have it today. And whenever Speedy makes a mistake during break, I smack him in the side of the head with it. So, you know, I have a little fun with him. It, it, it's, it's like a little flea. He never goes away. So, Dean, I got, I got one question for you, sticking kind of with, with this uh, – with, with what we're doing here, mm-hmm. or, or should I call you Sean? Uh, no, D. <laughs> uh, if you have, you, have, you have one comedian to take with you on a desert island, and you can only listen to his jokes the rest of your life, who would you take? I really like Brian Regan. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Of course. Yeah. You, know, you could yeah, say... He, he's fine. I, 
His stuff is funny. I, I could watch him all day. He's hilarious. Well, you could say me. I mean, I, you, could, you could take me. I mean, we could stay on the opposite sides of the <laughs> island because, you know, I don't want to be, you know, you know what I'm saying. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you could say me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a comedian, but uh, if you want me to be a comedian, I can make myself a comedian. <laughs> right, you're right up there. Oh, there you go. I, I, feel, I feel important. I mean, you're, you're saving Speedy for getting whipped and beaten, and then you, you're, you're, you're kind of deciding you're putting me in the middle of uh, the conversation. I'm an Andrew Dice Clay fan. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge Dice fan. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I met Dice cool. twice, and believe it or not, I was in the front row at Westbury, and he was just mm. he was cracking jokes about me the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. I, I started to hate him. After after that, and then he came up to me after that. He yeah. said, you want an autograph? He's like, you know what? We'll stay. We'll take some pictures. I don't want an autograph from you. So, <laughs> Dice is, Dice is a, a very interesting guy, and he's also from this area of the neck of the woods. So I, I, I love Dice, and I love the fact that you're from Long Island in New York. Before we let you go, my friends, uh, and I, I ask this question for you. Uh, if there was a player or a movie star or anybody – in this world that you had a chance to meet one time in your life, who would it be and why? Jeez, that's a tough question. Um, Don't say your mother. Don't say your mother. (laughs) Don't worry. I might have to go with, honestly, for my Penn State fan, Saquon Barkley. You know, he's, He's, he's a good I, I want to pick his brain apart and listen to what he has to say. You know, he's a smart guy. And what, he's a talented player. And what happens if I got an, if I made that opportunity to come true? Oh, my God. You'd be the best, dude. <laughs> You'd be the best. I could I, never pay you. Well, well, you don't have to pay me because I, I actually um, – I interviewed Saquon Barkley and his father the year he was drafted before the draft. And and Saquon, I, I've been trying, and I, Eric Coleman, we do a show here on 103.9 here in Long Island every single Saturday at 7 p.m. Me and Eric Coleman, ex-New York Jet, ex-Lion, um, ex-Atlanta Falcon. Uh, he, he, we do a show, and we're the only sports radio show live here in Long Island. We're the first in almost 35 years. And uh, uh, we've interviewed, uh, and I've, I'm working on getting Saquon Barkley on a show. He's working on getting Darrell Rivas. If we ever get these guys personally on the show, uh, maybe we'll get you on the show, man. Dude, that'd be crazy. Hmm. You have no idea. I'm have being serious. Been... I'm being serious. You're, lo- you're out here on Long Island. You're out here on Long Island. So uh, we no, would love close. it. Errol Marks, making your dreams come true. You know, I am a dream maker. I'm not make a wish, but I'm a dream maker. You can call this Errol's Dreams, okay? Well, well I'll make a foundation called Errol's Dreams Foundation, you know? And I'll make all these people's dreams come true. Except Speedy's, of course. Yeah, I, I know when you talk about with, with, with what you dream of with in relation to me. <laughs> and, it, and it's not going to be mentioned. Those are that. entirely different dreams, Speedy. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they're still dreams, or as I like to call, call them, them. We call them nightmares. No, I, that or either that or pipe dreams. Well, the terms I use. Well, pipe is right, but I don't know yeah. about dreams. <laughs> different, different type of pipe. <laughs> Dean, tell the fans how they can find you. By the way, we got to get you more fans on your Twitter, man. You should have more than 200 followers, man. We need to get you more than that. I know. But they're all 200 women. (laughs) The Twitter was mainly for the recruiting stuff. I don't really do much. I don't tweet much. But, hey, I mean. How many Instagram fans do you have? Um, I'm up in like 1,000. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm up there. I'm about 700 women, 300 men, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who's your girlfriend again? What's her name? 
Noel. Noel what? Noel Walker. She's the best. Noel Walker. Well, Noel, just so you know, when you guys get married, I am going to be the justice of the peace. How's that? (laughs) What do you think? Speedy's going to sing at your wedding. Speedy will sing. I'll be your justice of the peace and... And uh, or your referent, maybe I'll uh, I'll get my uh, my priest license or my referent license. What do you guys think? It's not hard. <laughs> it's I'll, not hard. I'll make it next year. There you go, De- Dean. If if you if this ever does actually happen, you better have a good open bar at your wedding, or I'm not going to survive with him. <laughs> <laughs> Speedy will break out of Sinatra, so you got a, a special treat I'll, coming. Uh, you do not want to hear me sing, Dean. You do not want to hear me sing. Oh, okay. I think he said me. Well, you. I, I did. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're, we're you, want me, you want me to be a 50s artist, Mark? Oh, God. That's terrible. Anyways, Dean, thank you for joining us. We want to get you back on. We'd love to get you. How about this? You live right around the corner. Maybe we'll get you in the studio and we'll do a live show with you soon. Dude, for sure. I mean, when I, when I come back to my first semester. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. We would love it. And by the way, shout out yeah. to Jillian. Uh, Jillian reached out to you. Um, Jillian is our – Jillian and Ricky have been – a huge part of what we're doing right now. We are adding all the recruits, all these different recruits. We've had almost 40 of the top 100 recruits come on our show, and we interviewed with Devin Kirkwood, who's one of the top 13, top 13 It recruit. was the number 13 overall athlete. Yeah, recruit. Uh, he was great. Um, if he has four or more interceptions his first year when the football season starts, or if there is a football season, or the next year after that, if he does, I have to buy him six months' supply of gummy bears. And if, he, yes. if UCLA wins a national championship, you have to shower him in gummy bears. If you're, that's you're right. The game. That's right. I, he invited me to the game, and when he gets when he gets drafted, he told me I'm coming. I'm invited to the draft party over there in California. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making friends everywhere I go, man. I mean, I'm Mr. Popular over here. You're, so you're, you're already at Errol's dreams, baby. I, I'm going to his wedding too. I mean, I mean, Noel's gonna love me too. I mean. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm, she's yours, man. But uh, oh, please. I, you know, I, I'm your, I'm your justice <laughs> of your peace, man. You know, so there you go. So I, I'm, I'm feeling great. Uh, we, we, we're making friends everywhere, including here in Long Island. Thank you, Dean, for joining us, my friends. Oh, I couldn't think you guys enough. This is awesome. Uh, this is the best. Thank you guys for the opportunity. It was awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. You're the best. And we're going to be fans of yours. And when you do make it to the NFL, you will invite us not only to your wedding uh, and this guy singing at your wedding and, and drinking and getting drunk at your wedding. but uh, Probably the most I'll ever have. <laughs> we should be invited to your draft party, too, man. I mean, we deserve it. We definitely deserve it. Oh, of course. It. You're always welcome. You're oh, there you welcome. go. Yeah. Tell mom and dad, I love my pizza. I love my penny mm-hmm. a la vodka. Mm-hmm. So uh, make sure that uh, they get me good penny. Right, I'll, make sure. I'll make sure they know. I'll make sure. All right. Tell dad and mom, uh, if they need another son, I'm here for them, too. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was nice, it was nice having you on show. I, I, I mean, Dean. <laughs> Keeps calling you Sean. He's not Sean Avery, man. He's not a hockey player. I mean, seriously, he's a football player. He's twice the size of Sean Avery, anyways. What are you? What are you going to mix up his first name and last name and call him Sean Dafer or whatever? Oh, that's a good name, Sean Dafer. That's a that's a cool name, man. I, I like that. Anyways, Dean, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Take care, Dean. All right, see you guys. It was awesome. Bye. As you guys know, we were just talking to Yale linebacker recruit Dean Schaefer. Very, very funny guy. Good guy. Uh, Long Island native, which I love. I absolutely love that. So, good kid. Uh, and, and by the way, he does it. Unfortunately, to all those girls out there that were asking me, does he have a girlfriend? I'm sorry, girls. He does. Anyways, when we come back, we're going to get into some NHL conversation here 
on Down to the Wire. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, 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 you're listening, listening to, to Down, Down to, to the, the Wire on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Six three one nine six five four nine nine zero. This is Down to the Wire. We are live every single Monday and Tuesday from six p.m. to eight p.m. New York Eastern Time. Remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. And remember, you can download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, and Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, 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 do we have some breaking news? And I know the Beef tried to call the show while I was doing an interview. Thank you, Beef, because you want to break about the damn freaking stupid Rangers. So call the show and yap, 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 because it doesn't matter who the Rangers get. Uh, by the way, the Rangers get the number one uh, predominant draft pick, which is probably going to be an offensive player, a very talented offensive player, which they don't have enough of, by the way. Uh, they have Capocaca, they got Panarin, they got Zubitajab, and now they're going to have, what's his name? Uh, Alexis Lafreniere. Lafreniere. So uh, they're just building on the offense with no defense. So good luck to the New York Rangers. But I'll we'll take care of them free agency, I guess. Well... That free agency, you, no top defenseman ever goes to free agency. Why don't we put the Beave on? Because he's got all the bragging to do. What what, what do you want to brag about now, Beave, besides your stupid Cowboys? What'd you say? Your stupid Cowboys. I don't care about the football. Football is, is, is a ghost to me. I don't care about them anymore. Yeah, well, what makes you so happy that the Rangers got the number one pick? Because they're going to get that top uh, left wing to some scorer. Oh, oh so, so, so they need another yeah. offensive player. Is that what you're saying? He's not just a scorer. He's also he's also like he's a, a scorer. He's, 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 scorer. he's a scorer. He's a scorer, very, dude. He is a scorer. He's got great hands. Because your Islanders didn't get no really, really. My so Islanders still in the playoffs. My, my Islanders are in the playoffs, and my Islanders actually have defensemen. Yeah. Something that the Rangers don't yeah. have. Okay. So well, watch what happens when they get this kid. You'll see. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, just like they got Capocaco. How great was he this year? Oh, yeah, he was he, great. He had, a really, he had a really good season. Really? No, he had a slow yeah. start and it got better as it went along. Oh, yeah, he had a fantastic yeah. season. How many goals he's did he have? He's only 19 years old. He's oh, going to get better, my well, friend. So that's, so that's what it is. Mike, oh, so we, Mike we know he's, not, he's, he's 19 years old. It doesn't mean he had an instant he, impact, he, he, he fantastic had a better, season. He had a better season than Hughes. No. He had a way better season than Hughes. Who? Okay. Matt Hughes? Who? Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes? Yeah, he did. Uh, he's, he's right about that. So what? Jack Hughes is... Both of them were down. And you said Jack Hughes was going to be better than Oh, he is. Oh, he is. Oh, he is. Oh, he is going yeah. to be better oh, than Capocaco. Yeah, okay. He okay, is. Guys. I don't know what drug. I don't know what drugs yeah. you're sno- Dude, you're smoking. I told, you, I told you on the phone the other day the Rangers had a very good shot at getting the ball. Uh, you know, Dude, you're, you're lucky. What do you What do you think that you know? How about this? The NHL wanted that to happen. They want I New York. They want the Rangers to be a good team. Good. You had a feeling. You have a feeling all the time, just like you had the feeling the Rangers were. Just like you thought the Rangers were going to get out of the first qualifying round. Oh yeah, they got swept. Great, great Panarin, great Capocaco. That was a great. Team, by the way, they got swept by a team they shouldn't have even come close to beating. So, they, uh, good, job. Them, uh, good job, good job, great Rangers. 
Dude, they have no defense. They have no defense in the farm system. It's a different game. What do you mean it's a different game? NHL is all about defense. Defense and goaltending. That's all about that. They're not on their home ice. It's a different game. Oh, so that's what it is. That's the excuse now because they weren't on their home ice. Yeah, you you keep making those excuses. The Leafs were on their home ice and they still lost. Keep making those excuses. I'm just stating facts. That's all. Oh, stating facts? Mike, the Leafs is a facts. Here's the facts. Here's the facts. I'm going to give you the facts. The Islanders are a better team than the Rangers. They're going to be a better team than the Rangers for the next five years. So good luck. Good luck. There is no defensemen that are going to be free agents that they can get. They're better off trading away that pick and getting that best defenseman in the draft. Because if they don't, they're going to have a bad... Of course they're not. And you know what? They can have all the offensive talent that they have. They're never going to win with offense. Look at at all the teams that have great offense. By the way, the Edmonton Oilers, Mm -hmm. they were one of the best offensive teams this year. Where did they go? Oh, by the way, they they lost in the first round. They're home ice. Yeah. Good luck on that. Good luck on that, buddy. Oh, oh, really? They have to. Really? Who are they going to trade? They're going to have to trade a good player. So who are they going to trade to get a good defenseman? Please tell me. They're going to have to trade one of either Capococco, Panarin, Zabitajag. They're going to have to trade one of those guys if you want to get a top defenseman. So, And they need more than one defenseman. They need two or three. Probably, probably two, two to start, three. yeah. This is the first time they had number one picks since 1965. Yeah, they I know. What what excuse are you going to make next year when the Rangers don't do anything in the playoffs I, again? I'm, I'm telling you right now, I guarantee if they the make the playoffs. You, you guarantee it? How much do you want to yeah. guarantee that bet? Well, it's a bad bet. How much you want to guarantee that? How much want to guarantee? How much you want to bet? How about let's let, let's put let's put your money where your mouth is. Let's bet five thousand on that. Ooh. Let's bet five thousand. You you're so sure. You're so sure about your New York Rangers. So I'll bet you five thousand. I bet you five thousand dollars on radio right now. I'm not doing that. Oh, you're not going to do it, but you're so sure of it. You're so sure of it. I said three hundred. I'll bet you three hundred. That's garbage. I want to. You, you're so sure of it because you take it. I am sure. Take it. Aaron. I want no, no. I want five grand. I want five grand. Take I want five grand. I want to take five grand from this guy because I'm going to tell you right now, the Islanders have a better chance in the next five years to win a championship and a title than the New York Rangers do. Really? I'm smoking it. Well, I must be smoking it good because the Islanders are still in the playoffs and the Rangers got swept. <laughs> Yeah, the Islanders now get to face a team that Barry Trotz knows very well. Yeah, so uh, uh, the Islanders are two steps away from being in the Stanley the Cup Islanders Finals. The Islanders got off easy. They played uh, oh, really? Oh, he got easy? Uh, uh, I'm sorry Florida's to say. a good team. They're a very Mike. good team. And by the way, offense, really? Yeah, and so do the Rangers. Sergei Bobrovsky, when healthy, is probably a top five goalie in the NHL. <laughs> Rangers just can't score in a playoffs ever. Mm. Going back a long time. By the way, by the way, um, um, how many how many goals did Fox have in this series? Oh. I don't think Fox scored at all. Uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. Your great Fox, who, by the way, you think is better than Noah Dobson, which is a joke by itself. You are on drugs, buddy. And you can, you can, keep, you can keep drinking that uh, Coors Light that you drink. Because, uh, yeah, it's your cause light that you drink because, because you, my friend, are on drugs. You're on the, you're, you're the penguin. You're the penguin that runs around doobie, doobie, doo. That's you. That's you, buddy. 
you're the one that said, said well, going back to this, oh, yeah, Brady fixed his, uh, his cut injury on his hand. Oh, oh so you're to bring that up. You're going to bring up uh, a yeah. year ago. Uh, how yeah. many stupid things that you said? Oh, I know. You said Ezekiel Elliott could have played behind the same <laughs> offensive line as Barry Sanders. We definitely need a plaque for that. I mean, I mean give me a break, man. Are you going to really – you're going to attack what I've said on this show? Are you kidding yeah. me? You, you, my friend, are on drugs. You know, you know what you're going to be wearing. You're going to be wearing. Uh, I'm going to be wearing. I'm going to be wearing five thousand dollars because if you don't make this bet, it just shows you how big of a yeah. little you yeah. know what you are. Because you're going to be wearing five thousand. How are you going to wear five thousand? I'm going to staple it to my body after I win it. I'm going to staple it to my. I'm going to wear it on a shirt. I say this is this is this is what I just won from gr- the great Mike. That'd be impressive. If you can make a shirt out of money. Yeah, what yeah. drugs are you on, buddy? Here we go. Here's a trivia question for him. <laughs> no, go ahead. See if he, knows. he doesn't know it. So. The, the number the the Rangers first round pick of the Rangers to score the most goals in their history. Hmm. Who's that? Who was that? Yeah, who's that? Uh, you're a big Ranger fan. Who was it? Again, first round pick, the, the guy the Rangers took in the first round who had scored the, who scored the most goals for them. The most goals for mm-hmm. them? Come on, Mr. Ranger fan. I don't know. No, I don't know. Just like you don't know about much of anything. Uh, just uh, just uh, as much okay. as you know about Barry Sanders. Uh, how about this? I have a question for you. <laughs> if, if Barry Sanders played behind the offensive line of the Cowboys uh, right now, how many yards do you think Barry Sanders would be running? How many yards are you running? Yeah, how many yards do you think you run in his prime? I mean, it's a different game. Who knows? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you how many run. He'd run close to 2,000, okay? Because Barry Sanders played on behind one of the worst offensive lines in football and ran over 1,000 yards a season in his whole career. If he ran behind the same stupid line the, the damn Cowboys had, he'd be running double that, yeah, okay? 15,269 yards in his career, which, by the way, he also retired early. If he played for the Cowboys, and the Cowboys being a more stable uh, team, they he probably wouldn't have retired early either. Mm-hmm. I like this, 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 this is what Errol likes to do. He likes to twist things around. Twist what around? I, I'm just telling you the facts. No, most most people he, would think that. You're the, you're, here's what, you, here's what Ranger fans, this is what I hate about. This is what I hate about Ranger fans, buddy. This is what I hate about you guys. The fact is, is that when you get the number one pick or the number two pick, a.k.a. you know who I'm talking about, on uh, who's the other one with, uh, with LaRocca? Who was on um, Filk? Filk. Filk telling me, oh, the Rangers are going to, oh, we got Capocaca. We're going to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't say uh, uh, Get out of here. You told me the, uh, the Rangers are going to go further than the Islanders in the playoffs. They didn't even sniff a lick. They yeah, couldn't even win a game. They couldn't even win a game. They couldn't win a game, buddy. They couldn't even win like, a game. We don't know how those circumstances would have worked out. Some of them would have been the it's same, and some of them would have been different. Everything changes when you have fans around. Oh, really? Sure, but it would have changed for a bunch of other games, too. We don't know. I'm not saying that it wouldn't have changed things on the road or away. I'm just saying it's different. And what makes you so sure that this guy going number one is going to be the best player in the draft, buddy? I'm just saying. What, numbers? Numbers show you that? Numbers show you that? You're, you're, you're a big numbers guy. I, I am a big numbers guy. And where is he coming from? Where is he coming from? I'm looking that up. By the way, it's Alexei Kovalov. What, what, what league is he coming from right now? doesn't matter what league. I, 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 it does. It means a lot. Yes, it does. What league Why is he coming are? from? I, I want to know. Because that will, that will explain everything. 
That will but, explain everything. I want to know where he where he played. That everybody keeps saying, "Oh, this guy's going to be so great. <laughs> He's going to the Rangers." <laughs> I like that. Like that Everyone's just saying how how well he's going to be. Just Where do you like, play for? U M J H L. Oh, the J H L. Hmm. That's a junior hockey league in oh, Quebec. Oh, so he played in the J H L. Hmm. If it was the K H L, that would be J-H-L. different. The J H L. Give me a. Pro- That's I mean, a tough league on the N H L twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy, the guy is, he, he's six one. He's a big boy. Oh, he's six one. Capo six three. What does that mean? He's six one. Well, Give it, me a break. He's right dude. about that being tall for a size, but he's also on the smaller side in comparison to Kako. So he is still, even he's gonna. I think he's gonna be very good too. He's still gonna be raw right away. So the Rangers. He's nineteen, right? Yes. No, he's he's gonna be a a good, maybe great player. But again, he's he'll not, be a good player. He's not. He's not to the level. I of, don't think this draft is that strong. He's not, not a McDavid. No. Yeah, he's not to the level of McDavid or or what Hughes was as a prospect last Matthews, year. Yeah, but Matthews, yeah, guys like that. Not, he's not, he's going to be very good, that. Mike. But again, he is a smaller guy, so he's more of that traditional speed type forward. He, like you were saying, he can play the wing. Mm-hmm. He can play the center. This is one of the drafts. This is one of your, the, one of the drafts you trade you trade out of and try to bring in a defenseman. That's what the Rangers should do. But you see. All you Ranger fans will have a knip, you know what, if they don't do what every Ranger fan wants them to do, and that's draft this kid. So, you know what the Rangers are going to do? They're going to set their team back another couple of years because they're going to draft this kid, and they don't need another offensive player. They don't. They were amongst the league's top ten in offense this year. Where did they go in the playoffs? Oh, they got swept. Yeah, they Again, it's a different game. Right it's now. not a different game. It's not what you say it is. It's a defensive game. Defense wins championships. The last couple, I would say the last seven years, about, most of the teams outside right. of the Penguins, right. most of the teams had great defensive depth that yeah. won and or goaltending that I'm won not, their, won their cups. I'm just saying that Let me ask you a question, Mike. Let me ask you a question. The Boston Bruins, what are they known for? Defense or offense? Defense. Okay. And wh- where, do they, where are they going this year? Where are they going? Yeah, this where do you year? think they're going this year? They, they could go to the cup this year. Oh, absolutely. Where were they last year? I don't know. I forgot where they finished last year. Yeah, they lost in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> they were in the Stanley Cup, okay? No. They were in the Stanley Cup. Okay, so you have a team. You have a team right now that could go to the Stanley Cup back-to-back years, and they're not known for their offense. As a matter of fact, they probably have one of the weakest first uh, first two lines in the NHL. Well, their first line's good. They just don't have depth. That's yeah, the problem and they, they can't stay healthy. Right. So, uh, so th- that's what I tell you. Okay, so... Uh, all the Rangers. How about this? The Rangers. Are the Rangers as good as Philadelphia is moving forward? Are the Rangers as good as Philly? I think they're better than Philly. You think they're better what? than Philly? Ooh. Yes. Okay, so the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, the Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers I'm sorry, Phillies too. The Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Flyers right now have two of the top. Um, I would say two of the top uh, future defensemen uh, in their farm system right now. And they're not, they're not even up yet. They're not even up yet. No. And you're going to tell me right now with the Rangers, even if they land this guy, and he's probably going to play his first year in the NHL because he's the number one pick. So you have Capocacco, you have Capocacco, Panarin, Zabitajag, you have all these guys. And you're going to have to trade one of these guys because you're going to have to add a defenseman. You might have to trade two of they, these guys. They're not, they're not trading There's no way to trade him. Really? Why? How do you? What do you? What do you mean? No way! You'd have to get a t- top level and young defenseman if you're going to trade Zabanejad. Because remember, Zabanejad is also a very good defensive forward. Here's so. what the Rangers need to do: yeah. they need to trade out of this pick. That's what they need to do 
They need to I trade down. Do they need to trade down five or six picks, still get the best defenseman in this year's draft, and get a very, very yeah, good said, or top defenseman. What happened? There's one defenseman from Erie that is a good defenseman, and uh, he's the best defenseman in the draft, and he's probably um, one of the only one of. They're saying he might be the only defenseman drafted in the top ten. Right, I've heard that too. So, well, you, you, you said it's an offensive draft this year. Yes, yes, and this draft is not a good draft. It really isn't. If you up and you look, that's why I think the Rangers winning this draft. If they were smart, they trade out of this pick, get a defenseman, get the best defenseman in the draft, and get a top to a quality defenseman for the pick, or maybe that's, trade, or maybe trade for one that's in the NHL right now. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely trade out of this pick because you don't need offense. The Rangers do not need offense; they need defense. They are in dead, they're in desperate need of defensemen. So you guys, all you Ranger fans out there, and I'm going to say all you Ranger fans because you guys are all on drugs and uh, obviously you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, I told you guys, and I'll tell you again, the Rangers will never win a Stanley Cup if they don't have good defense. They don't have good defense. I don't want to hear about Fox because Fox did nothing, nothing in the playoffs. Nothing. Zilch. Zero. Nothing. Oh, come on, Mike. I'm so sick and tired of hearing you range fan. Oh, that's because they didn't play in front of a crowd. Give me a break. Mike, we don't know how those circumstances would play out. Hockey crowds are generally... And this is a Ranger fan talking, buddy. Hockey crowds are generally less... I'm just saying um, it's, it's a different game. I'm saying you're on drugs. Mike, but here's the thing. It's a different thing when you look at the crowds in, in the NHL and playoffs also, in comparison to other sports, too. With whole break with that. We, so were everyone else, Mike. We don't know what the happened. Rangers no, were on a no. roll, okay? So let me get this straight. So let me get this straight. Because the Rangers were on the roll before COVID-19, and they had all this time to rest and get all their players healthy, and they were at 110% going to series against the Carolina Panther team, I mean a Carolina Hurricane team, that everybody thought – they had no chance against everybody. You, Every you said, they were, you said they, were, they were one of the best teams in hockey. You said uh, I, I did. I know they are. They are. <laughs> they are. And, and you want to know something? It, it doesn't matter who they played. If they played the Florida Panthers, they wouldn't have beaten the Florida Panthers either. No, I the think Rangers. They beat the Florida really? Panthers. Really? How? How? I think they a bit they couldn't stop a nosebleed. Okay? They couldn't. Did Did you watch the games? Are Are you blind? Are you blind? They couldn't even, they put Henrik, you even said it yourself, Henrik Lundqvist had to dance on his head to stop pucks. So you're going to tell me right now, with Henrik Lundqvist, who had a very good series, their defensive pairing was terrible. It was horrendous. And don't tell me that they're going to get free agents. The only one that played well in that series was Lindgren, I think. And Lindgren's not even a good defenseman. Lindgren's a second-tier defenseman. Go ahead. No, but hold on a second. They had seven power plays in game one, and they couldn't put the puck in. Right, okay. Here's the thing about the Rangers' offense. 2015, they had the third-ranked offense lost in the conference finals. 2016, had the seventh-ranked offense lost in the first round. 2017 had the fourth-ranked offense lost in the second round. So the Rangers usually have a top-five, top-ten offense, mm-hmm. and they haven't been able to win in, in the postseason. Why? You know watching the Rangers in the postseason. It's like wringing your hands mm-hmm. watching yeah, them score goals. They, they cannot score. Right, they, they can't, can't score. score so no matter how— you can't stop how, a nosebleed either. So no matter how good you, are, you score during the regular season, in the playoffs it's totally different. Mm-hmm. And the Rangers over their history, especially with one of the best goaltenders in the last you know 20 years— yep have not been able to win a cup 
with a, with pretty good offenses, at least in the top five of the league. Mm-hmm. So that's not really going to win you Stanley Cup. Let's brag about the Rangers getting the number one pick again. Ah, I told you. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you. I told you, and I told you that the Islanders were going to move into and, the and, and, move and through the playoffs. I'm a traitor. Oh, I'm a traitor because I changed yes. from being a Ranger fan to an Island yes. fan at the age of yes, ten. Yes, you're a traitor. I'm a yes. traitor. Is that what you call? Well, no, you had like five other teams in between. But yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you were the John Van Breesburg. Fan. I was a Van Beesburg fan, and when he went to the Islanders, <laughs> you are, you are New York grab the pitchforks. And I will never be a Ranger fan again, buddy. I will never be a Ranger fan again. I want to see the Rangers not win for another 50 years, and they're not going to win. They're not going to win. They can have all the money in the world. They can have all the players in the world. It doesn't matter. They haven't won since 94, and they're not going to win until 19, I mean 2000. 45, okay? They're not <laughs> winning for another 30 years, buddy. It doesn't matter you know who they you, draft. You know what you can do? What? What can I do? You can go, you know what? You can go sit on Stevie's face. How about that? I, I could do that. Grab you know your what? torch and your pitchforks. We're gonna, you know what? I'll, I'll, do, I'll, do that. I'll do that in the next two or three years when the Islanders win the cup. How's that sound? <laughs> so, because uh, that's what's going to happen. You know, that's what's going to happen. I'm crazy. You know, the Islanders signed one of the best goaltending prospects in all of hockey, okay? That, and the Islanders, what, is it, what has been their, their, pro, their problem for the last, I don't know, 20 years? They haven't had a good goaltender, okay? So now they have one of the best goaltending prospects in the – and by the, way, the by the way, Brian Snow says, of course, it's rigged. So, and he thinks it's rigged. I think it's rigged, too. I think it's the NHL draft rigged. is rigged. Absolutely rigged. Absolutely, Rick. The, Gary Bettman knows that if the Rangers are good, hockey will sell. The Ranger fans are the most loving and what want to. Hold on, let me ask you the number one jersey sold in, in all of professional hockey is Rangers. The Ranger jerseys. The Ranger fans are real classy, understanding, very, very, quality very, people. Quality, absolutely. Quality. When was the last time the Rangers actually had the number one pick? What yeah, year? 95. Okay. 65, 65, you dumb idiot. <laughs> 95, they just won the cup recently. Yeah, 94, yeah. And they had a number two pick last year, and, and they yeah. had the number one and number two back-to-back, number two and number one in that's back-to-back years, and they're still not going to win a Stanley Cup. That's going to show you a lot. That's going to show okay. you a lot, buddy. You'll, you'll, you'll see, my friend. Uh, I'll see. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, you'll see, because the Islanders have the best goaltending prospect now signed with them. And well, they have uh, one of the best defensive teams in all of hockey. And you know what that you know what that means, buddy. You know what that means. That means dominance for the next I don't know ten he years. Ha- he, he has one of the best goalies. Not really? The best goalies. No, no, no. He is the number one goaltending prospect in, the world. in professional yeah, hockey in the world. In the world. In the world. Okay. We'll the number one. Number one. Go look it up. The number one goaltending prospect in all of hockey. All right, well, we'll see what happens when he comes up to the NHL. Uh, we will. And uh, it's called dominance because they have Barry Trotz. they got Barry Trotz there. They have the best goaltending coach in all of hockey. And, and, and they have the best, the top five defensive teams in all of hockey. So good and luck you, to the Rangers. And you, and you, and you, I hope, I hope they, before, if the Ranger fans were smart, if the Ranger fans were smart, they'd pray that John Davidson is actually smart and he trades out of that pick and gets a top top, a top defensive player. I'm not telling you he's not going to trade. Of course he's not. And you Ranger Probably fans, are... not. You needed a really strong offer. Yeah, and 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 you know what's what's going to happen to the Rangers, right? In five six years, when Ranger fans go back to their last two drafts where they got the number two and number one pick, one of those guys will be decent, and the other guy's going to be a bust. Okay, 
Good luck on your uh, New York Rangers. Thank you. Nothing. You will see, my friend. Uh, I will see so. what? I will see the Rangers lose and the Islanders win. No. You, yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm not laughing. I don't think it's funny. That's, that's the funniest thing I heard all day. Really? Funny thing? How about this? Let's, let's, let's laugh. The Washington Capitals are one of the best teams in the NHL. If the Islanders beat them, what are you going to say then? What are you going to say then? Not, not going to happen? happen? How much you want to bet on that? How much you want to bet on that? How much you want to bet? No, 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 no. Let's bet now. Let's bet now. The money shirt is coming. Let's bet now, buddy. You can't bet right now. So tell me. How much you want to bet? With the Islanders play them? Yeah, no, no, no. No, I'm talking about the the Islanders Islanders play the Washington. How much you want to bet now? There's no way it's happening. No, there's no way it's going to happen. It's happening happening right now. It's happening. The Islanders are playing the Capitals. They start on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's not happening. I mean, not happening is the Islanders not winning that series. That's what I'm saying. So uh, bet me some money and get your mouth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut you up because I'm gonna tell you right now, the Islanders will beat the Washington Capitals in seven games. You, know, you can never shut me up. So that's not uh, so bet me, bet me, because I'm gonna tell you right now, they're gonna beat them. They're gonna beat them, and I'm gonna shove it down your throat, bro. I am gonna shove it down your throat. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Because yeah, I, I, okay. I can't wait until it happens. I can't wait until it happens. Because I'm going to just laugh. And by the way, their star goaltender is not allowed to play in the playoffs. So you're not even going to get an opportunity to see him. So you're going to have to wait until next year to see him. And, and trust well, me, you Ranger fans are going to be crying when you see how good that kid is. Okay? Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And good luck. Good luck. I, I hope all the best for you and your Ranger fans. <laughs> all the best. We will see. Yeah, we will see. We will yep. see. We'll see the Islanders get closer and closer to the cup and the Rangers sitting home playing golf. Very, very nice. Oh, by the way, they can. It's COVID-19. So they could sit home and watch the Islanders whip the, watching the Capitals' ass. The uh, well, they're not going to play with you, that's for sure. They're not to play with you, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play golf with the Islanders and I'll beat them all. Oh, yeah? Well, good luck on that. Because the Islanders aren't yeah. – uh, they're not going to be playing golf. They're going to be playing hockey. That's something the Rangers yeah, aren't going to be doing. They haven't been doing. By the way, that was something the Rangers haven't done even in that series. They weren't playing hockey. I think they were playing paddle ball or something because they weren't playing hockey. Because they they're the only team. By the they're the only team that got swept. They're the only team in the NHL playoffs that got swept. That's your New York Rangers, buddy. That's your New York Rangers. So good luck. Good luck on that number one pick. Good luck. You're gonna be wearing a Rangers. I am not wearing a Rangers jersey, buddy. I'm never wearing a Ra- well, New we'll York Rangers jersey. be harder. Jersey. That or the Tom Brady jersey. Tom Brady. Yeah, you, you right. shut up, you. Yeah, I, I am so happy. I'm so happy that you got what you wanted, so I get what I want. And you know what I want? Watching the Rangers never win. That's yeah, what okay. I – because the Rangers are dumb. They're a dumb organization. They're a dumb organization. They're a dumb organization. Tell JD to do whatever the hell he wants. He's never going to win there. He didn't win with the Blue Jackets. He's not. He didn't win with St. Louis, and he's definitely not going to win over there, buddy. Oh, by the way, John Davidson built that whole St. Louis team. He left, and they won a Stanley Cup. Good job, Johnny. And he'll do the same for the Rangers. Good job. I guarantee you the Rangers will win before the Islanders. Okay, you guarantee it? Yeah, well, put your money where your mouth is. $5,000. $5,000, buddy. Put your money where your mouth is. Let's do the jersey bet. No, 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 no. He wants the money shirt. I want the money, baby. That's a safe bet. I want the money. I want five grand. And I, 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 want to see, I want to see $5,000. I'd rather see that. Now, how about this? I'll bet you 5000 If I lose, 
I'll wear a Ranger jersey. I'm about making $5,000. Oh, because you, you're, you're a sore loser. That's why. I don't have $5,000. Yeah, get out of here. You got all the money in the world. <laughs> you got $200,000 sitting in your bank account right now, buddy. Yeah, okay. Get out of here. You got don't five. Don't dude, you won $25,000. Uh, won $50,000 in a box for football. Don't give me you don't have five grand. No, $25,000. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I won 20, you won 20, you're telling me you don't have $5,000 to bet me? No, no, no. Oh, get out of here. You're a liar. You just, you're a cheapskate. That's what you are. Not me. You're a no, cheapskate. No cheapskate. You're being nope. cheap. You're being cheap nope. now. You're being nope. cheap. I want to see you in the range. I, I want to see $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I hope all you Ranger fans love who you're going to bring in because I'm going to tell you right now, he will be a bust. He will be a bust. Yep. This draft yeah, okay. is not a good draft. This is not last year's draft, buddy. It's not. Well, this is a weak draft. Go look it up, Speedy. You've looked it up. This is not a very t- – It's not as deep as a whole. It's top-heavy. It, it's no, top-heavy. I'm not saying, saying it's going to be top-heavy, but this kid is supposed to be very good. He is. So, he is. But yeah, he, Errol's right. They do have to solve other problems. And maybe I'm not, if they I'm don't – I'm not saying they have other problems, but I'm saying take the, you take the best player that's on well, the Well, yeah, board. they're going to they're gonna do that assuming Why? they keep the picks. So. Why? What do, just because he's the best player on a board doesn't mean he's the best player. What do you, what do you, well, I, you know, I don't understand you, Ranger fans. I really don't. It's, your weakness is your defense. Player. What is wrong with you? You're not, your and weakness they, isn't your offense. They will, make a, they will make a trade for something. So I'm not worried with about who? That. Who are you going to trade? You don't want to trade Panarin, Zabinajad, Kapokaka. Who are yeah. you going to trade? Your garbage? Nobody wants your garbage. I, Nobody's going to take go your, de- nobody is going to take your garbage for a top defenseman, buddy. How much do you think, what, to get Victor Hedman, what do you, what do you need to do? What do you need to trade? A prayer. <laughs> what do you need? What do you, what do you need to get him? Probably have to, play, probably have to trade two good players, probably. Okay, and who, who are those two good players? I would have to, I have to go down the whole roster. Uh, I'll tell you who those players are. Capo, Caco, and Zabitijak. Which the Lightning probably still wouldn't take anyway because they have a load of offense, too. Mm-hmm. They and they, need- Oh, by the way, they haven't won anything either. And they're not going to win this year either. Well, they have a coach that needs to go. We'll start there. (laughs) They're not going to win this year either. They did beat the Rangers two years ago in the Mm. conference finals. They're not going to win this year. It wasn't good then. I'm talking about now. Here's who. who, There's the chance. These are the teams that have a chance in the Eastern Conference to winning a championship. You ready? Here we go. Carolina, the Blue Jackets, Mm -hmm. the Boston Bruins, the New York Islanders. There you go. Those are the four teams. And I guarantee you, one of those four teams will be in the Stanley Cup Finals. You want to bet on that? You want to bet on that? You want to bet on that? What? The, the, the gonna make the I just gave you four teams in the Eastern Conference that I believe will be in the, the Stanley Cup Finals no matter what because of their defense. So you get the Flyers, Lightning, Capitals, and... And the Flyers are a good defensive team, by the way. They are. They're, they're one I would add into that mix. Too. Yeah, they're uh, a good they defensive team, but I'm not going to put them there. They're too okay. young. Maybe, but they have one thing that they've lacked for years, which is goaltending. They mm-hmm. finally have it. So, so those are the teams. So you, how much you want to bet? I gave you the Lightning, the Washington Capitals. I gave you all those teams. Uh, you you want to make the bet? I'm making a bet. Because yeah, you're, you're a sore loser. Because you know you're going to lose. Because you know you're going to lose. I'm telling you you're going to lose. You don't have a prayer. You don't have a prayer. You don't have a prayer. Just like the Rangers don't have a prayer for the next five years. I told you the Rangers, it's going to take the Rangers four or five years to rebuild that team, and I'll be saying it till I'm dead. And they're still not going to win, even four or five years down the road. The Rangers will win a couple in these next five years. Oh, yeah? How much do you want to bet on that? (laughs) Let's bet 10 grand. I'm I'm all about it. Let's bet 10 grand. Dude, I'll sign a contract. I'll sign a contract. I'll sign a contract. I'll I'll bet you 10 grand. (laughs) I'll bet you 10 grand. 
Oh, I have a better God. chance. I have a better chance of making the Rangers a roster than the Rangers winning a Stanley Cup. How's that? Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, sure. The Rangers aren't sure. winning a Stanley okay, Cup. Okay, man. okay, Mr. GM. I'll tell you this: if I if I was the GM of the Rangers, I definitely won't be drafting an offensive player at number one. Whatever speed he, whatever speed he gave you, just lay off of it. All right? uh, speed didn't give me anything, but you know what? You're going to be giving me a nice, nice, good kiss to my ass after yeah, I, not I me. after not after the Islanders win a Stanley Cup, and you, you're watching them down Broadway uh, waving their Islander flags because you yeah. have you don't have a prayer, man. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. If, if the Islanders, if the Islanders happen to win the, the Stanley Cup before the Rangers, I'll go to the parade with you wearing an Islander. No, 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 no. You're going to go in on the parade in an Islander's bikini, okay? You're going to wear a bikini, and you'll wear a woman thong, and you have to wear boots. And you've got to walk the streets. Walk the streets in Islander, Islander bikini. Yes, that's what you're going to do. Because if the Islanders win a Stanley Cup, that's what you're going to have to do. And you're going to have to show the Islander fans some respect, because that's something the Ranger fans do not do. They so do not do. What are you going to do, so do with the Rangers win before that? I'll do the same thing. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll do the same that. thing. You got to think about it. There's nothing to think about. Make the yeah, bet. Yes, there is. Make the bet, baby. Make the know. bet. At this rate, I might have to switch teams. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you better make the bet because uh, you better switch teams because uh, I think Speedy knows, even as a Ranger fan, he knows who has a better chance. I know, yeah, I, I'm, I know that, that their defense is still very It's far, terrible. Right? It's absolutely terrible. It's horrendous. It's terrible. Wow. It's terrible. I, I know a bunch of Ranger fans at my hospital that tell me, mm, the, mm, the Rangers are better defensively. Noah Dobson's not even better than Fox. Yeah, okay. Uh, Noah Dobson will be a top defenseman in a league in the next three years. The Rangers won't have it. They won't have a top defenseman on their roster. They won't even have a second-tier defenseman on their roster because Fox is a good defenseman, a good offensive defenseman. He's really not a defensive defenseman. So, I, and I'll, I'll tell you that right now. The Rangers are not winning a Stanley Cup in the next five years. So good luck well, on that. You'll, you'll see when I'm right again. Oh, yeah. You're right again. <laughs> again? Well, but because you got lucky that the Rangers got lucky that they got the number one pick. Oh, lucky. Here and we go. lucky. They, and they're not, it's not even a good draft, buddy. Wear the damn bikini. Shut your mouth and, and make the bet. Make the bet, you no. damn ass. <laughs> you are an ass. I... I I love it when you call this show because you, you know what? I think the, the Ranger fans are blindsided. And, I, and I'm not taking shots at any Ranger fans that they already don't know. I, uh, the Ranger fans are out of their minds. They're on drugs. Well, yeah. You're on drugs. You know, the Rangers make it seem like they won the Stanley Cup today. Oh, we got the number one pick. We don't want to win the Stanley Cup. Are you kidding me? They got the number two pick. I heard it from Filk. Oh, I told you they were going to get a cop on Kako. Yeah, good. You told me. How many goals did he have this year? Oh, okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Right. Goodbye. You had a better season than Jack Hughes. Yeah, trust me. Okay. Trust me. Trust me. I, I I will tell you this. By the time their careers are over, Jack Hughes will be a better player than Capocacco. And even so, it's not like it's not he like will. he had a great season where both of them were. Uh, How many goals did Capocacco have? Trophy finalists. I think Wait, it was. I think it was twelve. Oh wow! Did you hear that, Mark? Twelve goals. Uh, do you know that Bailey... Oh, he had 10 goals, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. 13, 13, 13 oh. assists. Oh, I'm sorry. 13 assists and 10 goals, and he played practically the whole season. Oh, That's great. That's a great season, buddy. That's great. Ask Austin Matthews how many goals he had his rookie season. Okay? Sidney Crosby. How about let's go up and down some of the, the team? The co- you're, you're making it seem like it's Sidney Crosby that you're getting. That's what you're making it seem like. Crosby was an instant impact prospect. Capocacco, I told you guys he wasn't going to be an instant prospect. He's not. 
And he's not going to, and I, I'm telling you, he, he'll be a 30 goal scorer in the NHL. He's not going to be a 50 goal scorer like you Ranger fans thought he was. And by the way, Mikey C thought too. So Mikey C can kiss my ass too. Well, 50 goals in today's NHL. <laughs> Mikey C was an island fan. He's an ass too. He's another ass. I hope he's listening to the show, but he doesn't because he doesn't listen to his own network. So Mikey C can kiss my ass too. How's that sound? Staying out of that one. Yeah, well, uh, you don't have to stay. I'll, I'll, I'll end it. He's an ass, like you. Two asses. One Islander fan, one Ranger fan. Two asses for the price of one. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for making me upset. Gonna, but, but, but my ass is going to be right. Yeah, your ass is going to be wrong. And you can, you're going to be sniffing Speedy's ass after. Mike, Mike I hope your ass is right, but I, I have a lot of doubts with in terms of what the direction is right now. Because and just so, they haven't built and just so you know, you know how hard it is to get top defensemen to go to free agency. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. And I don't want to hear about a 32, 33 year old defenseman that you're going to get at the end of his. Career. I wouldn't trade the number one pick for that anyway. I wouldn't so. even. I wouldn't even try to bring in any of any of those guys anyways because they're washed up. Right. So you want to bring up a washed up defense? I'm talking about a prime guy, Victor Hedman being one of them, who's 28 right. years old. You're bringing the, him in, one of the two Blue Jackets yeah, youngsters. Yeah. Or somebody like that. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. That's, that's, that's the level happen. of defenseman it would take for them to trade that number one pick. And odds are the receiving team is not going to do it anyway because they have that identity and when you when it comes to young defensemen they're harder to find and they've only been found recently with select systems we've seen an era in hockey now where you're it's very lopsided where you don't have many very balanced teams anymore they're either all offensive or all defensive and right now the defensive ones in the case of this playoffs and last year's playoffs seem to be prevailing in terms of the philosophy so i'll buy your sausage i stick it in your mouth after five years how's that Okay, enjoy the sausage, man, and just, and, nah, and you'll be enjoying the bikini you're going to be wearing down Broadway. <laughs> Islander colors, buddy. Islander colors. Oh, yeah, yeah, I will be yeah, very yeah. sad if I have yeah, to watch that. Oh, you're going to be watching it, and I'll have a lot of video and a lot of pictures of it too. <laughs> a lot of it, and it'll Eve, be posted I'll, all over social I'll media. It'll happens. be my. Ba- it'll be the background of the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Oh, Jesus. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> good old B. I might need to take a hiatus. <laughs> Good old beef. Happens, you're going to lose all your viewership. So. Mm, no, there you go. Thanks, beef. Well, uh, you got it. I'll talk to you guys later. The beef, as you know, on drugs like usual. I don't know what he's smoking, but God. I, I do I, not I, want to have to witness that. Well, he's on drugs. All the Ranger fans that are jumping for joy, making it seem like they won a Stanley Cup because they're getting the number one pick. If it was like Sidney Crosby or... Uh, Connor McDavid, well, okay, yeah, of course. Uh, right. okay, then I, I I can see why you guys are so excited. This kid, yeah, he's the best player in this year's draft. That doesn't mean you know on paper that doesn't mean he's the best player because they're saying that he might not be the best player on the, in the draft. Well, he, he's a great player in comparison to some other drafts, but again, in, in terms of like that instant impact prospect, that he's not an he's, he didn't he I, not say I don't think with his size right now, just even though he is six foot he's one, he's Oliver on, Wallstrom, right? He's on the smaller side right now. It's going to be making it harder is. for him to have, be an instant impact like any of those, even in comparison to last year's draft. And even dude, he, he's Oliver Wallstrom. That's what he is, Oliver Wallstrom, the Ranger fan. Wanted him I wanted him. Yes, I did. Uh, uh, Ranger fans wanted him badly. He fell to the Islanders at number 10 or 11, mm-hmm. and he went to the Islanders. And he's the same size as Oliver Wallstrom. Same height, same weight, same everything. Same skills, too. Speed, 
uh, has good hands, has problems playing. He's not a good defensive player. I, I don't, I don't right. want to hear. I don't want to hear. Oh, he's a good hitter. He's a good hitter. So is Wallstrom. What does that mean? Wallstrom was a better defensive prospect. Too. Yes, I mean Oliver Wallstrom's a better player uh, than, than him coming out of the draft. Uh, so I don't know what these Ranger fans think that they're getting. Oh, we won the draft. We're winning the Stanley Cup. You hear that, Mark? I, I'm loving this. I, I'm loving the Ranger fans. I it just it makes me sick to what, my stomach. What do we see every year with the Rangers in the playoffs? Every year they can't score goals. It's huh? like it's they like can't stop a they can't stop a nosebleed either. Well, I'm surprised I haven't heard from Josh yet. Well, Mark, the the difference is the, those rosters were different though too. They they actually had defense on those teams and they had no offensive depth and they never had centers for a long time. The last center they had that was semi decent was Chris Drury and he was only there for four years or but so. But they, they would still they still were one of the better scoring teams in the league each of those years and they. Just right, sc- you know, the playoffs are totally different. Right, but also the team was still very top heavy, and they also they tended to have outside of Tortorella, they tended <clears> to have a lot of offensive coaches. And we were even mentioning it throughout this whole segment. How many times have we seen the Flyers have bad goaltending? How many mm-hmm. times have we seen the Islanders have bad goaltending? Yep. How and many- that's why the Islanders have not won a Stanley Cup all these years. Right. They had chances. They they didn't have the goaltending, but they didn't, and and, and now they do. So and they have a good defenseman. They have they have six good defensemen. Four of them, mm-hmm. uh, they have two. Uh, you, you saw what Pelic and Pulak could do. Mm-hmm. They could stop any top line. They, you saw when Pelic is on the ice with Pulak, they're a completely different team. The Islanders are a completely different team. Their defensive pairing, they have uh, they, they, their second. They, who's their, their third Their third line? They have uh, the old guys. Um, Boychuk, Boychuk and Letty. Boychuk and Letty. Boychuk yeah, and Letty. Letty. Are their, their number one yeah, line. Yeah. They're, 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 six, they're, they're their third pairing defensemen. Yeah. So that just shows you how good the Islanders' defense is. But there's a bunch of good matchups now in, the, in this first round, too. Oh, we got somebody else on? I can't wait to hear this. Who we have? Welcome to the Worldwide Sports Radio. This is Down to the Wire. Oh, we got an award show. How wonderful. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mark, so why don't, why don't we get into, uh, before we go, because we do have the wise guys coming up in six minutes. Uh, why don't you talk about the NHL draft and, and what are your thoughts to what, what's going on right now in the NHL draft? Well, I mean, it's the NHL draft with... I'm at the NHL draft. I'm sorry, the NHL okay, playoffs. Yeah, sorry, I thought you meant. NHL okay. playoffs. Uh, well, I, I think it, the opening round, the qualifying round, had a lot of uh, upsets. Mm-hmm. You didn't. Most people didn't think, with, with uh, the way Dreisaitl and McDavid played this year, that the Blackhawks were going to go in there and I beat did. them. And they beat them. And you know about the Blackhawks, they've won, won three cups mm-hmm. in the, since 2010. They have a better defensive team. Um, so uh, they get uh, they get Vegas in the first round. And Good Vegas, luck on that. Vegas got the number one seed. Mm-hmm. It's again an expansion team. It's only been around a couple of years. Been to the Cup, and now they get a, a number one seed. Uh, you had uh, another upset. Deal. Well, Phoenix won two in the yeah. first round. Yep, knocked off okay. the Predators. Yep. Yeah, uh, Predators, which you know are good defensive known team. For the defensive team. Very surprising. And Phoenix have and, very good young defensive and, pairing and, though. And Phoenix is historically bad yep. in, in the postseason. I mean, they're it, fast. Yeah, they're very fast. Um, Colorado is going to be very, dangerous. Yeah, That's my West pick. Yeah, because they're very very fast. You have St. Louis to win. But I'm not. Too. I'm not. I'm. I, I don't like their defense, and and they have good goaltending, Colorado. But their defense is skeptical, and I think that when you're playing, uh, when you're playing in the NHL playoffs, they're a young team. They're going to make mistakes. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know about Colorado either. They've been they've been very pesky though the last couple yes. years, even defensively yeah. playing against Nashville, and then mm-hmm. last year against the Flames they they dominated the Flames, who were the one seed, and then they played tough against the, the Sharks. The Flames are going to be dangerous. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, right. And they they play play well against the Sharks, who are a very good offensive team last year, and they took them to seven games. So they're they're a very well coached team, Flames, tough identity. The Flames are going to sweep Dallas. They, I, uh, they get to I stars. Can see that. They're going to sweep Dallas. The Blue Jackets and Lightning are going to be an interesting series I, I because of the, the way well the way I'm Tampa. Fell, fell flat on their face mm-hmm. last year. But they've been one of the better teams in the NHL. They, yep. they started off slow, and they've been – you know they could score. They're you the know best they're very team talent-wise yeah. in the NHL. Well, Boston – I think Boston – No, uh, Tampa's more talented, I think. Um, well, either way, Boston – I don't know if they play like sleeping dead in the, you know, in the, in the quarter qualifying, whatever you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, they didn't play hard, no. Uh, you know, they get – I, I'm glad the Islanders avoided them because I, I think that would have been a, a horrible matchup for them in the first round. They oh, get Carolina's going to kill them. They get Washington, who they're most. And Carolina's going to well, kill them. Well, I mean, Carolina and Boston. Boston's getting old. They, I mean, they have good defensemen. By the way, the uh, the Boston Bruins they have good defensive mm-hmm. pairings. They, the matter of fact, they have six good defensemen, and two of them are top of the, top end defensemen, but, and they have two really good young defensemen. Going going back to to 2018 to, to January 2018, Carolina mm-hmm. has lost six of the last seven games against Boston, mm-hmm. including last year in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. So I think that. Carolina can beat a lot of teams, but I think Boston is going to give, give them matchup problems because Boston can play just about everything and do everything they can do a little bit better. Uh, I think that one of the interesting, most interesting matchups is Montreal. Can they continue to play with Carey Price? You know, and, and you know he can be a guy that can stand on his head, change everything, and, and lead them to uh, you know a, a possibly, victory. yeah, he could. Uh, and and Philadelphia, I'm still. I mean, they've played what one twelve of thirteen. Yes, going back to pre-COVID. And one of the things, but they, they, they really struggle on the power play. If you yes. watch the, the that's why I don't think they have, make, yeah. they, they didn't score at all in any of their, uh, any of their yeah. qualifying, qualifying games. Qualifying, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that there's, and they're still an unknown because Philadelphia kind of came out of nowhere. They're always to, known every year, <laughs> you know, to, to, to be <clears> one of the better teams. And I, I don't trust them as much as I do. Obviously Boston or, you know, Carolina, it's hard to say you trust Tampa, but I think Tampa's pissed off with the way they lost. Good luck. Last they year. better be, but they, they better be in their heads too. Better be yeah, because they're, they're to, to Columbus. They, so uh, facing they, a team that can't stand them. They well, they they get another they get another chance to come back and Good and luck. right or wrong. Good and luck. That's going to be a very physical series. I I, I'm I don't like. It's going to have to be for Tampa, but, and, but Tampa's a smaller team. Victor, but, but the Islanders and Capitals are going to love too because oh, it's going be back to the eighties. They, they're going to love their playoff matchups. They're going to be fun to watch. First of all, both coaches know each other. Barry Trotz knows the Washington uh, Capitals. And if, if Barry Trotz can get over the hump against the Washington Capitals, it, it's not crazy to think that the Islanders could go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Islanders can get, reven- get revenge from, what, five years ago? And in the 80s, the Islanders tortured the Capitals. So it's, you know, it, I don't it's, like Volomov. I don't like Volomov. No, me neither. I don't like Grice. I don't like Grice like even less. If, if, if Sazorkin could play in this, yeah. in this series, oh, I would, would be, be very, very confident. Of course. That the Islanders would win this series, but uh, I'm not very confident. I think the Islanders have a good chance. We will see. We'll see. When uh, when we come back tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, we will have a lot in store for you. Who do we have on tomorrow? All right, we have only one guest because the other one couldn't do it. That's right. at the time. So 7:15 p.m. tomorrow, we will have Matthew Metcalf. He's an offensive guard for a Division three school, Linfield University. And Mark, if you want to join us tomorrow, you're more than welcome to. Thank you, guys. I okay. appreciate. It. I, I, I always love coming down here. Thank you very much. Absolutely, for you me. can join us tomorrow. I mean, uh, 
Well, the more the merrier. We like uh, to have fun, and we had the beef call the show. Thank you, beef. <laughs> uh, completely ruined the show. No, I'm and just kidding. put an beef. image out of my know. head that I really don't want to see. Well, you put you put an image in your head, but because you know, as a real realist, as a Ranger fan, you know the Rangers are not going to win in five years if they don't find defensemen. And right. unfortunately, they don't have anybody. They have one guy in their farm system that they're preying on, and 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 what we've seen so far is uh, a little time. He needs a lot more time. So, unfortunately, the Rangers – and by the way, Noah Dobson is up. So, and, and that's their – and he's learning in the NHL at the age of 19. So, what does that tell you? The kid's going to be really, really good. And some people compare his skills to Victor Hedman. So, um, there you go. And this is one he – he's been the best defenseman – best Canadian defenseman coming out of Canada on their national team in almost five years. So, that's saying a lot, too. So, that's for all you Ranger fans that say no adoption is bust. Anyways, up next, the Wise Guys here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.